0: Yeah, I'm nice. Episode twenty-five of the two thousand fourteen. Wow, this is probably the last one we can call uh, um, off-season. off-season yeah. So I think next show might be we might be starting at one for the two thousand fourteen season. But this is episode twenty-five, meaning we've done twenty-five of these since the Super Bowl two thousand fourteen off-season camps have started. So I don't know if we can claim that, but this is show one thirty-eight. Awesome, awesome times. We just keep clicking away at one of these every week. I am uh, sitting here, as usual, to the left of me with Houdini. Uh, Dogmatic is not here tonight. I had to work, and we just wanted to get this podcast out. Um, His fault for scheduling work when we should be doing the podcast. So, you didn't make it. Sorry, homie. We're going to try and uh, fill in as much awesomeness that you kind of like to provide um, when you're coming in here, Dog. And uh, we're going to talk today about... Training camps. Everything started up. It's kind of like going to be yoga for the training camp fantasy football mind. So we're going to go through camps. We're going to talk about veterans. We're going to talk about rookies. We're going to talk about coaches. We're going to talk about all this kind of good stuff now that, wow, we're back in football. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy, but there will be a preseason game Um, you know, next Saturday, right? Yeah, I believe Next so. Saturday, the Hall of Fame Hall game. Hall of Fame game, right? And it's the Bills are playing the Giants. Or Bills are playing. Uh, I forget who the Bills are playing.
1: I think it's, I think it's the Giants. It might be the Giants. Or is it the Cowboys? I, I think. I
0: know it's the Bills because they, they do that. They try and get like a, a team that's in that has a player going and being inducted into the Hall of Fame. And they've got uh, um, Andre Reid going. Uh, uh, Bills versus Giants. Okay, it is Giants. And uh, I forget. Who did the Giants have? Like Carson or something going on? I forget. Uh, anyway... Pretty awesome stuff. Cannot believe that there's football starting up again. That is epic. Man, we've been waiting for this so long. We've been doing podcasts and talking about it nonstop.
1: Hey, What's up, bitches? Yes. Um, (laughs) It's on.
0: I'd say... uh, I'd say you know, basically, when we're gonna we're gonna go through all the 32 teams here. We're gonna do it by division. We're gonna have the uh, NFC West meet uh, the AFC East. Well, well, they're gonna come and they're gonna meet in the middle.
1: We're gonna be bi-coastal as we start. We're gonna cross in the Midwest uh, and 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 the South, as it were, and then uh, we will reconvene on opposite ends of the coast. So uh, we're making rides across uh, the country together here. We're gonna start in the lovely state of Arizona. And
0: we're going to start with the Arizona Cardinals. And obviously, big news from yesterday is that Patrick Peterson just became one really, 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 really rich guy. Really? And really, really rich. And his beef with Sherman is is back on. And he says he's just having fun with it. I'm sure Sherman's jealous now because Patrick is making a smidge more than him and got more guaranteed money. The first thing I'll say about that is... When people are comparing these guys, and I know Sherman thinks he's fucking the greatest thing since sliced bread, but you can't compare what the two do, because you got Patterson literally is covering the best player on the other team all day. Every it's 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 every it's it, they choose which guy, and if you're if you're playing against the Detroit Lions, he's on full day. No no M stands about Calvin Johnson when they go up against uh, the 49ers last year when Crabtree was out. Anquan Bolden's gotta go up. Two games against this friggin' guy.
1: You know what's amazing though? That was so much more important about five years ago, uh, and, and teams are still paying a premium because you got to have you got to be able to shut down the team's best weapon. But then you get teams like the Bears, teams like uh, like Denver, you know, teams like Atlanta that are giving you multiple guys to worry about on, on either on both sides of the field. And now all of a sudden, while Patrick Peterson is so great, you better, you better have someone else to cover Alshon Jeffrey. You better have someone else to cover uh, Roddy White. Uh, you know, it's, it's a totally different scheme, too. Like He's playing cover, and and then you've got
0: uh, Sherman, I agree, who's able to just kind of loaf around and cover a section. He's in one spot, and they either throw in that area of the field or they don't. And um, I think that's such an advantage for him to not have to... <coughs> Whoa! Wow, I couldn't hold it back. Man! could not hold it back, Dookie. Um, My dog's been sick today. I think maybe I'm starting to get a cold.
1: Objection! Hearsay!
0: <laughs> Sorry, I think that might be my first real on air uh, sneeze. In 138 of these shows, I was able to kind of sm- smuggle a couple by you, but that one was full forced allergy.
1: Dennis, you son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Give you a little background. We are playing always sunny. No, in, it's
1: always sunny in it's Philadelphia. It's always silly sunny in Philadelphia. It is always silly like, too in Philadelphia. And
0: uh, that intro music was tricky, and that's from Maxine Maxin Quay.
1: Wow, uh, nicely done, Maxine
0: Quay. And uh, that's a great album from 1995. Tricky, so good. Uh, we'll go on an outro, um, that as well. So good stuff. Arizona Cardinals. We know Pat Peterson got the money. Woo, t- tell me a little bit about this rookie. That came out of nowhere and uh, just sounds
1: sounds like a kind of under the radar guy that we here at Pyro are loving to tell you about. So let's talk again. You talk about, you know, we talk about how teams have the two wide receivers. Well, you got Larry Fitzgerald and you got Michael Floyd on this team. Well, what's the missing piece? They drafted a missing piece, especially when you consider who the coach is. Bruce Arians loves speed over anything else. He made Mike Wallace. He. You know, set uh made, made Ben Roethlisberger in that offense as well because he likes to take the shots down the field. So now there's this guy, this rookie out of uh, Pittsburgh State, John Brown. Um, not John Doe, not John Smith, John Brown, yeah. Or there was a John, there was like a John Brown guy
0: that was used to be an old like a, uh abolitionist, I think.
1: Oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not him either, not him either. <laughs> Uh, he's five eleven two hundred and six pounds that's that's what's special about him What's special about him that yeah, that doesn't sound very special four three four speed wow. so he's a complete burner so again, when you think about you know we talk about uh, i've mentioned how fitzgerald's value is going down because he is no longer the deep play threat in the offense anymore or the guy that they're looking to get on the on the slant and goes. Uh, Where you can go for the big yards, it's actually going more to Michael Floyd right now. And now, if you add this guy into the offense, not that this guy is going to be really fantasy relevant, but what it does is it also helps if you have a a guy like Carson Palmer and you're projecting things for him. Well, here's a guy that, that adds an extra element to the to the defense they have to worry about. This is the kind of thing that I wish the Bears would have done when they were converting Devin Hester to a wide receiver. Don't let him; he doesn't have to do all these routes. He's got speed defenses, the safety, has to pay attention and stay deep because of that speed. Send him what deep. deep. Send him deep every time. Every time he's on the field, he's running a, a straight fly route, and if he gets by the defense, Carson takes the shot. And it also will help open things up for uh, for uh, 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 Alex Alley, that's right for the Duke because now you're, you're now again,
0: one guy that's going to be at least five to seven yards deeper than he normally would be because this guy gets shot out of a cannon on every play and you just can't not um, you know you can't cover the guy.
1: Now now let's be you can't honest, can't not cover the guy. He, he is a rookie, he, and, he, and he's not that big, and he's going to have to learn. Uh, to see if he can play that fast on game speed how he deals with you know a guy who's going to uh, get on him and press coverage you know so those things will be yet to be seen but when you have speed like that Arians will find a way to free him up off the line so that he gets that free release. Wasn't and, he a third
0: rounder or something?
1: Uh, uh and also no yeah, he was a uh, they say he's
0: a great they say he's a great kid too. Third he's round
1: 91st overall pick.
0: So, you know, they went high on the guy. He was in no name or out of a no-name state. They knew what they wanted. Arians knew that this was a, his his kind of guy, and from what I hear he's a great kid. Sponge, he really cares, and he's working extra. He's catching everything. So this is a guy, John Brown. Keep your eye on. If injuries happen to any of the other two guys, and this guy's lighting it up, you know, again, I'm with you, Houdini. He's got. He's going to be more of a one-trick pony in this offense. But we've seen it before in Bruce Arians' offense. If you are that boom guy, you can you can get you can get six, seven long TDs. Um, so not again, you said he's not fantasy relevant and right now he's not, but he's a great guy to keep
1: around. If you're in dynasty leagues, if this is interesting he could be awesome. But again, just for the effect that he has. If he's out there on thirty three percent of the offensive plays, and again, he may only need to get One target. You target him once, uh, early. Within the first two or three plays that he's out there, you just take a shot. And even if he gets double-covered, you overthrow it deep. But that means he's double-covered, and it means that the defense is paying attention. Now you're setting up the rest of your offense to be more effective. And that, well, he doesn't have a, a tremendous amount of fantasy value. His value for what he does For Floyd, Fitzgerald, and Ellington. Trickle-down fantasy. It's big.
0: It's very big. Well, you think about it. Carson Palmer's going into his second training camp. Last year, everyone was feeling each other out, including the coach. Uh, so you had Arians coming in for his first year. You had the new quarterback uh, Palmer they traded for. You had a rookie that they went in the first round On Floyd. Uh, and you know Larry. Larry's is just kind of the old old guy around the, the situation. Uh, new running back. I mean, it was just a whole new deal. So keep an eye on what they're doing in camps and how how things are looking and there. They should if have they been they in the be. playoffs last and year. They, yeah, and they could have been in the playoffs last year. And their defense is sweet. It's too bad that one guy is uh, gonna got suspended for the season because he was ridiculous. The linebacker, but. Keep an eye on these guys. They might be a lot, a lot better than you give them credit for. The worst part is because we're talking about them in the NFC uh, West division, and that means they got to play twice against the Seattle Seahawks. They got to play twice against the 49ers. And it's not a good time doing the same uh, against the Rams anymore either. Uh, so, Cardinals, there you go. Keep an eye on those guys. Um, what's the What's the local Cardinals paper that you like to go to for, uh, for the, uh, the beat news on that? What, what, what's their paper down there? Oh. Uh, just do a quick search sorry i not trying to paint you in a corner but uh,
1: <laughs> paint away Arizona Sentinel <laughs> it's Arizona yeah it's Arizona Republic uh, it's azcentral.com alright and that's that's a good way we to. You also do. got the Phoenix New Times, but they're not as good. If you're looking,
0: at, you're trying to watch news and get information on guys during training camps. I mean, unless unless you're, it's really the best way to go. It's the local beat writers. So and go to the local newspapers for that city. So next team, St. Louis Rams. We were just talking about him Obviously, the team's been amassing uh, talent and protection for him for ages now. If you can't get it done now, it's it's kind of like Cutler a year ago or so, and it's like, all right, you've been complaining about you don't have any weapons. We got the weapons, and you're still not really balling that hardcore, and your replacement was. Uh, So, I think it's time to put up or shut up for Bradford. He's got to stay healthy uh, because he's got a lot of weapons and a lot of uh, items to go. Who are the guys that you're hearing out of camp that have been uh, that have been looking good from him for him?
1: (laughs) the, I feel like I should play the Gilligan's Island theme for all the <laughs> castaways that are uh, uh, becoming the names right now. It's Brian Quick and Kenny Britt uh, are the two names is that Quentin are... Quick in his
0: third or fourth year, you think?
1: I think it's his third year. This
0: is, I mean, he was a- High second, I think he was the first pick in the second round. Yeah,
1: and the, a guy that had just God, that guy such tremendous talent, uh, you know, as far as the skill set and everything that the physicalness about him, but he just hasn't been able to put it together, you know. But the guy that's that's really interesting is Tavon Austin to me because he's well. You said they said well, before we get to Austin, Britt also
0: made what two two days in a row was grabbing TD passes from Bradford. And right?
1: quick, yeah, him and quick. Both of the two have uh, have been just they've been playing uh, extremely well in camp. Just just almost looked like these are two guys who know Britt knows that he's playing for his life right okay I, I gotta I gotta make this team otherwise I'm pretty much could be out of football at 25 20 you know 26 years old uh, and it, same thing for Brian quick here's a guy that a team that drafted you high that you had all this potential for now if you don't ever get to a point where you're starting for them and you want to try to catch on somewhere else you're gonna be coming in as the fourth fifth Sixth receiver on any other team, so the odds of you ever getting uh, your NFL chance again—you got—you better pick it up, right? And now. this
0: guy hasn't had good headlines. He's got a rapport and a relationship with Fisher, so Fisher's kind of the last guy that almost would have gone after him in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think the what you said is perfect. Remember, this is a guy that seems like he's been in the league forever because we've been at Pyro have been talking about him for the last four years or so. He's only twenty five. He's had some injuries, but it hasn't been that necessarily like, catastrophic type of injuries. It's been more of a he's he's had more off the field issues, and he's been more of like just nagging little injuries here and there, and he can't stay on for the full season. So this is a guy that uh, you know we're gonna give him one last chance uh, based on his talent and his body and what we've seen him do. He's he, this is a guy. The reason why we love him so much. He had a nice six, six or seven game run right. th- three years ago or so for the Titans. So we've seen him do it. Uh, but uh, you better, better,
1: better happen sooner. You might be a garner. So let me tell you about Tavon Austin kay. now, because the thing about Austin is uh, here's you talk about that the, the, the de- defense uh, effector with your speed. He's got what was it four two or four two eight speed or 4-2-6 speed? Top right. ten in the history of the combine speed. Ridiculous. So. Um, You look at him, and they didn't use him well last year. But also, he didn't understand the offense last year. He admitted the offense was like Spanish to me. It's like I did not get it. So now he's immersed himself in the playbook. He understands the offense now. Now he it's 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 not being so confused out there. I think you're going to see they're going to figure out a way to use him effectively. You know, it may take them it may take them four or five games to, to finally figure it out. In which case, if you do have Austin, either draft him. Don't draft him to be like your wide receiver, two, please. Hope that he'll get those numbers because you can wait to draft him as a wide receiver four, um, potentially even a wide receiver five in some people's minds. So if I'm seeing that as the potential, that's his potential upside. Um, Let it happen, and if you draft him, sit on him and, and wait. And if you didn't draft him and he starts off slow those first four weeks, I would make the move because with that talent, we saw it in the one Yeah, game.
0: They, there was there was a couple mo- there was two games the punt return it, it, the kick return yeah, and, the, and right, the it looked a, like they touchdown. were doing anything to get the ball in his hands and it's like all right we we went sixth overall on this guy let's let's make it worth it um yeah you know he, he's one of those guys where all the tools are there they just got to be they got to be tricky about it and, 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 and use interesting tactics tricky 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 that's going to be one of the themes for this for this show I love that I called it earlier in the show yoga for your fantasy football mind um our chakras. We're giving. You, we're getting your chakras filled up with some good fantasy goo. There you go. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's uh, let's go to you know the last thing I'll say about the Rams. Got the best uh, offensive line uh, lineman in the draft this year. They already had a kind of young, Taylor, jolly, Taylor getting, yeah, get a better, better better line coming together. So this is a guy that's got some production. The got the that, leppings, They they had and got youth the running back because
1: they added last year. Was it Jake Long? Uh, no,
0: the, uh, the, that was a couple
1: years ago. A couple years okay, right, but he was hurt. Okay, but now he's coming back, and uh, they've just continued to end. So, like, having Luan, who's a tackle, is going to be maybe starting out as a guard. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, They've got they've spent a lot depth depth. of high
0: high draft spots on, on their offense line, and a lot of teams that do that, 80, you know, 85 Bears being one of them, uh, go on and do some good things. When you build a decor for your offense, uh, good things happen. All right. Let's go to the Seattle Seahawks. What did you you read about
1: Sherman and uh, and, and the Madden? Oh, he's on Madden 2015. The highest rated uh, player is Richard Sherman.
0: I think he's overrated. Um, For the reasons I talked about earlier. In Madden or in real life? Madden. (laughs) (laughs) What about uh, Marshawn? Obviously, he's staying out. You said he talked to the general manager and basically what's the, what's the news they're just saying kind of we got to we got to move on it's a team sport general
1: manager this is this is a perfect right this is the ultimate team sport next man up we don't worry about those things and you think about it we've been talking about it all along we're not worried about it either cuz we believe in christine michael yeah. they wouldn't have drafted christine michael highest highest, highest, drafted, highest drafted, drafted running, running back, back last, last, last year, year. You know, with your Eddie Lacy's and and your uh, uh, G- Giovanni Bernard's and all these guys that put up great numbers last year, and the Monty Ball, who's going to have the great numbers this year? Yeah. This is the guy who was the first yep. running back gone.
0: Yeah. So I think with that, I think it could be a long hang- uh, hangout. Could be a long hangout. Google Plus. Uh, but <laughs> I think that the, About the two team- and a half hours on average. Yeah, exactly. The two uh, the, the teams. Ready to, to keep going. I think they're a little bit miffed at, at, um, at, at beast mode, and, and there's good reason to be. When beast mode was trading, when they traded for him on the Bills, nobody wanted him. He was going to probably get cut. He was going to, you know, there's bad news going around that he was a bad teammate, being thuggish, hanging around with the wrong crowd, whatever. You hear that about a bunch of bullshit about a lot of people. They took a chance on him. Right away, I gave him a nice deal. Nice deal. It was all front loaded, um, right. so they took the chance on this guy at a certain point, and now it's kind of like it, it, you know, it's it, it's it's what I would have thought if if um, Vernon Davis hadn't come back, hmm. I would have felt he's being selfish like Marshawn is now because you got money, you have got a good contract, you got what uh, people cover. You know, play through that, and you're going to get another one. So I think that uh, this could backfire on on Marshawn, and that's too bad because Let, let's see you know, it
1: this way too. Staggs put out the uh, article on holding out. Yeah. Does now, holding out pay? Does holding out pay? Now, not only that, I had my initial article on him as the bust of the year because of the 1,042 touches he's had over the last three seasons and that That's history, the history.
0: 1,042? Yeah,
1: 1,042. Jesus. And the history of running backs that have had 1,000 touches over three seasons and what happened to them the next year. Now that's you're compounding them, so with not playing with the guys,
0: not being in game shape, not being there in the training camp and, and playing through it and getting your body ready for the so season.
1: You've already you've already your body's taking the pounding, or whatever. Maybe he feels it's better that I'm not taking the pounding or whatever. Fine, but at the same time, you're not in game shape. like did you say? And number two, it's it's the holdout never helps because it's forty grand a day,
0: your po- your pocketbook is taking a pounding. If you're not getting hit on the practice field at forty grand a day, I mean, I know how much money I make a year. I don't know how much money you make a year, but I'm telling you, it's not too many days before both of our salaries <laughs> combined uh, is what is what this guy's holding out, and he's already, you know, it's 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 a lot of money, dude. I'm tapping out. I'm tapping yep, out. Tapping out. Like, I mean, forty grand a day. Fuck's sake. And guess what? You're Larry Bird. I love Larry Bird. Larry Bird, one of the best uh, specials I've ever seen was on Larry Bird. God, that guy was awesome. Uh, I don't think it was a 30 for 30. It was before that. It was on the NBA channel or something. But I just remember it like, like it was day. It was like an hour expose on him. What a, what a, what a competitor. God, I love that freaking guy. Um, all right. Well, so, you're,
1: welcome, you're welcome for that then. Yeah,
0: no. I, I, I call, you can call me Larry Bird. So, Unless it's on aesthetically yeah. and not based on looks... You can call me Larry Bird. If it's ever about basketball sports or smoking cigarettes and drinking beers, we're good.
1: Sounds good. Well, let me give you another uh, piece of Seattle. Percy Harvin. Um, here's another guy. There's been a lot of guys that they're really taking it easy on in, in, him uh, in the camps these days. Harvin is one of them. And they are wanting to be certain with his hip problems, making sure that it doesn't flare up, and that, that it's going to be you know smooth. They're only practicing him every other day. And... The two days, his first two practices, he was electric. So he was electric. Then they gave him the day off, and he came back the next day and, and blew it up again. So when you're
0: making that much money, I know it's smart. You don't want to get your your, your prized, uh, most expensive offensive player hurt. But wouldn't you have to be a little resentful towards that if if you know you you're, you're one of the bubble guys who wants a contract or has been around the team for four or five years, and this guy is making. Ten times as much as you, it, it, it only has practice every other day. Can't there be some sort of backlash to that from a team perspective?
1: I, 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 yes, but not when you're as good and as talented as he is. When you see the plays that he makes, you see what he did in the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, and what he, and the plays that he's making. In I practice, remember I called
0: that in the Super Bowl on the <laughs> podcast. There you I go. Called that he would he would return one. That's right. Good, 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 uh, good work on I that. I called
1: a lot of things that were wrong, but that one I'm. But that one, <laughs> that one you remembered. That one you remembered. So, um, <laughs> yeah, right. The fact is, is that the guy who's on the fringe or a guy who's that fourth receiver or whatever, he knows that when he's on the, the field next to Percy, he doesn't hold a candle to him. Yeah. So at that point in time, there can't be resentment. There's going to be resentment for the the rookie, uh, who does that. There's resentment because you've not put any time into the league. So, yeah. and there's one of those guys that we'll talk about later. Uh, we
0: got Daisy the Duke right right by us, and uh, she's obviously asleep, and she's in her Geppetto mode right now.
1: Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> some some crazy uh, uh, puppeteer yeah. is moving the dog all over the place. When
0: she falls asleep, she starts moving her legs around like a like a freak. <laughs> she's galloping in her dreams. Um, all right, well, I think that's pretty good on the Seahawks. Uh, everyone seems to think that they are the best team in the league, and. Um, well, this was the, well, this is
1: my other point for Marshawn Lynch, though. The reason why this camp is probably more important than any other. Because of the addition of Percy Harvin. Because of the growth of Russell Wilson, yeah. who is now... Uh, is this his third season now, or is this his fourth season now? It's his third season. I think it's, it's third. Third. So, you you have... Uh, and you have uh, Christine Michael going yeah, into his second. Third. There's There's too much stuff that's going on around you that this team will pass you by. Because... It has been a sledgehammer, Marshawn Lynch offense the last two seasons, but with Percy Harvin, with uh, Russell Wilson taking the next step in his uh, development as a passer... It, all of a sudden, that goes away. And Beast
0: One, it's not like he's doing well off the field. He's got. He's got. He doesn't seem like a guy that lives that lavishly. Although, you see the picture on the internet of his white uh, Lambo? Yeah, with the with the with the he, velvet, he, he ropes. He velvet ropes. out by his parking spot. I saw
1: it on. Pardon the interruption. And it, was, it, was it was Will Wilbot I think said, or, or Tony Correa? Like. He's got to have somebody else following him. Because the only thing that he could fit in yeah. the truck of the Lambo would be the ropes itself. He wouldn't be able to, because there was two sets unless of ropes. Shotgun,
0: unless shotgun he rides around He's got around four,
1: with, yeah. four, uh, four poles in the front seat of his car, of his Lamborghini. You're going to ruin the, 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 those seats with the poles that you're going to shove in the front seat? Yeah,
0: you must be doing real poorly with that car sitting there. Um, anyway, <laughs> I love Beast Mode. I hope he comes back. Um, but I love the Niners more, and if he's out the whole season, it just makes it easier for us to beat him. Uh, but again, Christy Michael, if you're in a dynasty league, so many people in the questions we got from last year, people are, got him, people got our Ellington, people got uh, there was a couple other players that people definitely were were high on because at our at our advice. So um, keep an eye on what's going on there, and uh, Beast Monk might be out. So San Francisco 49ers, obviously a lot of action happening. There, Vernon Davis did uh, Report, so thank god I was talking smack on him in a few of these podcasts And the truth is If he didn't go, I would have said We gotta trade him, get rid of him, that's not our kind of guy But He came back, which is terrific He's playing with the guys It's probably the deepest uh, receiving core In the entire league And Kaepernick's gonna be throwing more and that's great But it's that Kendall Hunter out with the ACL? No, it was a, it was a tear of his uh, Achilles, right? Yeah. yeah. Tear, so he's, he's
1: gone for the year. That's the whole thing. How, think about how strong the 49ers have been at running the football over the last, since Frank Gore has been there. It's like We're talking like eight, nine, ten years, whatever it is. And that's been the identity of this team. And you're going into this year, and, and you still are going to have two horses, but what has been a stable of running backs is now gone. Kendall Hunter, as you said, gone for the season. You have LaMichael James, uh, who is going to miss at least a month. Yeah, probably uh, more. Probably more with a severe dislocation
0: of his elbow. The injury God. that's happened to him before in college. God, just it, that just
1: doesn't sound, doesn't sound fun yet. at all. At all. And then you have, unfortunately, a guy that another guy that we had oh. told people to stash, and where Carlos Hyde became the the bane of uh, our existence. But unfortunately, Marcus Lattimore. With all this around him, this is the perfect opportunity for him to be making You're a right. statement, yeah. and he's on the pup list.
0: Yeah. So, and it, it's weird because that that's like two years of not being able to play. So if he if he can't get on the field now, that's something that scares me a little bit. But we'll see. I well, think they, 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 they pick up? Didn't they pick up someone? Uh, they grabbed. They picked up someone today. I'm spacing uh, who it is, but the 49ers picked up a running back that uh, is. A name that you've heard over the course of the last few seasons. Um, we'll think about it, or Houdini's gonna uh, look it up. But I think on top of that, you know, it just looks. All signs point towards Carlos Hyde uh, being actually being uh, an uh, being, effective, uh, being a great pick, and while being a rookie, Alfonso Smith. Smith, that's right, Smith from he used from to play for the Cardinals. For Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, but all all signs point to. Um, you know, high just being a, a guy that's going to get a ton of opportunities. Um, you know, obviously Frank uh, is probably going to have to do more now than we thought. But well, this no, but is this what is... I think is the best team offensively in the league with a great line, a great system, and a great
1: offensive-minded coach. And because you're in a situation for San Francisco where this is it, it's, it's Super Bowl or bust, right? So, and for Frank Gore, it's one of those things where he he was expecting all these other guys to have, kind of help take the load off of him. If he's got to make the, the final push for that, for that Super Bowl, well, then he's got to do it, and um, so be it. But what they can do now is they can pull Mick Kaepernick, let him run more, yeah. use him as part of the running game as an extension Smart. to take the pressure off of uh, Frank Gore. You also have the experience, and now you have, as you said, the depth at wide receiver. The, the chemistry that, that Kaepernick and Bolden established last year was fantastic, but once Crabtree came back, it's clear. We saw it was at the end of 2012, right? That the what Crabtree yeah. and uh, and Kaepernick were doing together. So, and from everything that I'm hearing on campus, those two guys are standing out. But it's Crabtree all the way, who has been the dominant number one, who's going to make that that as as you and I have believed. He's uh, a special talent. He's taken his. He's going to be one of those fancy guys. I think I have him ranked around 15 or 16. Uh, on my tears And I think that's where He's really going to end up When it's all said and done If not top 10 He has a potential for it. I'm pretty sure I I don't I don't have it open But I'm pre- I've am got him real high And I bumped him up For my
0: version 3 um, Which I, I just sent out To Dogmatica A couple of days ago uh, I bumped him up I, th- I'm, I think I got him In the top 10 Which scares me a little bit Because there's so many People to go around But um, you know And watching NFL Network And watching some uh, some stuff I, I love My favorite team website Of all of them out there Probably because they're my favorite team, but they just do a great job. The Niners.com website, 49ers.com, is unbelievable. So you can see like all these plays and catches. And Crabtree's just a beast, dude. He makes all these unbelievable one-handed catches. He makes—he's just got this body control that we've seen in that national champion, or it was—it wasn't a national champion, but in that game against Texas when he was in college. I mean, just last play of the game, he's just ridiculous. So hopefully he stays healthy, and hopefully Kaepernick locks in on him um, because. Crabtree will get will be a value pick no matter what unless you're doing drafts in San Francisco. Uh, All right, so anything else to talk? We talked about Lattimore. No, Uh, No, we're good there. You know the one thing no one probably cares about this shit but me, but I'll mention it anyways. There's a cool thing called um, I think it's Generals. It's by Nike. It's a new clothing uh, line that's coming out. It's got, it's, it, when Kaepernick wore those awesome uh, camo uh, uh, tights, they were a part of this and they got an awesome commercial. Go check out Nike, uh, the website that they've got Breeze, Aaron Rodgers, Kaepernick, it's Russell Wilson, and there's one other dude that I'm, oh, uh, Andrew Luck. And they got this badass clothing, and these guys, it's all like the generals, the main quarterback. So, dope, dope stuff. Uh, a lot of camo, cool Nike uh, athletic gear in there. It makes you feel good. I
1: got the Lord. I got the Lord. I got the cool load is going down on me. Down on me. We'll the Lord. I got the cool load is going down on me. you <laughs>
0: I'm going yeah. down. On, I'm going down on the uh, art directors of, uh, over at Nike. I'm sorry. Uh, all right, that, so that pretty much closes out the NSC West. All right, we need to we need to move a little bit, but I think that was pretty good. About half an hour through uh, through vision. All right, and we're, well, we had a
1: little bit of our intro stuff there yeah, too. a so little, yeah, little, little intro. Know,
0: and, and actually, I thought this was going to be a, uh, a shorter podcast, so I'm happy that uh, it's going to be our normal our normal diatribe of a show. Um, all right, AFC East, as we said, or we'll go on the East Coast for the AFC and head them uh, West, and the West, NFC's going to head East. So, uh, New England Patriots, tell me about Dobson. Some big news there with with a guy that, God, you know, before I sent my tears in, he bumped up my list big time, and then now I'm like, shit, I hear this news, and I'm like, fuck. Literally, I bumped him up about 16 spots just because I, I just got this hunch that he was going to have this season. Doesn't mean he's not, but tell me what you're hearing.
1: So, unfortunately, they revealed uh, information about his surgery, and Dobson now has a permanent screw in his foot. So, um, so the, the quote here, they said, Dobson didn't even begin running until July, uh, and that progression ultimately leads to, uh, uh, you know, to aggressive planting and cutting, uh, the Patriots' medical staff is making sure Dobson is able to handle the rigors of the job before allowing him on the field. He hadn't even been on the field. He, you know, so this is one of these things where, again, you know, they always teams are very secretive about any type of injuries that are going on. And it takes and a while New England more than ever. Absolutely. You know, it's, a, it's like hockey when they say, he's got a lower body injury. What? Yeah. What do you mean he's got a lower body injury? <laughs> what the hell's wrong with him? So, you know, this... With this screw in his foot. You know, we saw what happened to Julio Jones. You know, he's robotic foot too. And it all blew up on him, you know. So it's the planting and the cutting is so important. If you can't do that, if that takes away a fraction of your speed or a fraction of your of, on your route, you're done. Yeah. You don't get any breakaway. You don't get any separation anymore.
0: Now, the foot, once the foot goes, and whether it's plantar fasciitis whether it's Turf Toe, West Frank whether, Whatever happens there On these turfs it's, 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 it's not a good spot to get injured There's a few good spots that are good to be injured But uh, for a wide receiver And the cutting and that movement And really pushing off a planted leg And, uh, and, and, and being elusive Doesn't sound like good news for Aaron Dobson Which is a bummer So Gronk Uh, Obviously, we're always talking about Gronk. What's Gronk going to get? Are we going to get full-time Gronk? When's Gronk back? And then you see Gronk living it up in Vegas
1: with his shirt off. Um, Must be good to be the Gronk. Uh, And he's another guy that they're taking it easy on. He's not going to basically really be in any major participation, not going to be in any of the preseason games until week one. They want to make sure he's on the field. But But he's practicing how much you think right now. What? While they're practicing and doing their thing, is he on the field? He's not going to be practicing in contact drills, and he's, they're they're really taking it easy with him. I mean, he's uh, what? Do, how do you feel about
0: that? As someone that will have an opportunity to have him and grab him in the early second round, late second round, if every if all the talk is, is you just open the segment with, uh, with with the Patriots on how sneaky they are, if all the talk is, oh, it looks great, it's perfect, it's just a p- precaution. Are you going to roll the dice on that? Well, you're already
1: rolling the dice. The guy's been injured twice, uh, you know.
0: But are you willing to roll the dice without seeing him, a game film of him in preseason, if, in the second round? No, not me, but, you know,
1: uh, no, I can't. But Third then, round? Maybe, depending on how my team is stacking out and how it looks. It's It's... I'm just—I'm one of these people who have already kind of predetermined. I love what Gronkowski can do. I know that where I believe the value is for him, that he'll be long gone. So I basically I'm projecting my teams without him on it because. I'm not going to have a league where he's going to fall to me. There's going to be someone like you say who's going to want him in the second. If they don't, there's definitely someone who wants him in the early third round. He's going to go like, oh my God, I can't believe he's here.
0: You're like the guy that, you're like a buddy of mine that would always, we'd walk into a bar and it's like when we were, uh, well, I still am, but these guys are all getting married now. We'd walk into a bar and there'd be a table of like five broads. And we'd be like, oh yeah, we're going to go over and talk to this, get our beer, you know. And my one, the, my one guy would be like, oh dude, I'm going to go for that one. We'd all look at each other, look at her and be like, it's always the grenade. Like, yeah. why would you seek out? Why would you. Uh, before it even starts, you've actually said, you're gone, I'm going for the one that is, is, is going to be the easiest to grab. And that's kind of the, the Gronk style here, where you make the choice that you're not. He's too good looking, too much no, no, backfire, no, no, no. that you're going to go so for something that's easier. You're
1: wrong, because I'd rather go for Jimmy Graham, the hotter, older, uh, younger sister that's right there. And I'll take that Brody one. Roddy and
0: slept. Houdini likes the MILFs.
1: And I will take that in <laughs> uh, will, older, younger, hey, sister. No, 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 no. <laughs> nice. Really? Really? I'll tell you what I'm doing here. You wanna know what I'm doing here, shit for
0: bangs? I had sex with your dad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you go older sometimes. Oh you know? my
0: god. <laughs> so that is something I never want to hear from a girl that I've slept with. No.
1: My problem with Gronkowski is that I'm too scared for the injury aspect. If healthy, yeah, if you're one of these guys who wants to take him there, of course you take him there because he has the potential to put a, top, a touchdown a game. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I'm with you. I think he'll, uh, we'll see. There's going to be a lot of talk and. If Gronk is on your team. you're going to be you're 16 gonna, games. He's so w- sick. But I feel like if you do take him in that second round, which is where I pretty much think he's going to go, maybe early th- third round. But if, if you do that and he, he backfires on you, and it's another injury
1: here or there, it's like, how it's nervous not, are you going to be? Not season ending, but it's it's how it's nervous are you going to be? I'm going to be nervous every week going. I hope to God he's all right. I hope to God he makes it. You're is nervous.
0: That? You're nervous for it for the whole team because we know that the team scored ten more points per game when he's in there. That's Brady when he's with Gronk or without him. is two different tail. of two quarterbacks.
1: Well, my thing is like I'm so superstitious that if I owned Gronkowski, I would make. I I, I couldn't watch a New England game. I would just, I wouldn't want to see it because I'd be like, as soon as I turn it out, I'd be like, "Oh, let's see how he's doing. He's doing well. Oh, there we go. I guess now he's down on his arm. They took out his knee or whatever because they're all hitting him low and all the other stuff." TJ Ward
0: again, back to back to the scene of the previous crime. Yeah, that knee injury was bad. So uh, we'll see, and it's yet to be even known after coming back for something so significant. Is he going to have that same athleticism and burst for such a big body? You know, it's when you got when you got a big body like that, it, it, it takes a toll more than ever. So, Miami Dolphins. Let's move on to them. Obviously, we know that things aren't looking good for uh, Mar, Mar, uh, Moreno. No, Sean's looks like I, I don't know. Is there any news on his on his uh, knee? But regardless of that. When someone does get hurt, the opportunity arises for somebody else. And Lamar Miller, we all thought last year, was going to be a, a great rookie player, was going to come out and be a beast for the Dolphins. That did not happen at all. Um, he was basically uh, as, as, almost as much of a bust as I can remember uh, for a guy. Um, but at the same token, this year he looks faster, he looks taller. Uh, not, he looks bigger. And it looks like they're going to really find a way to utilize his speed in that offense. And uh, I think my biggest thing with the Miami Dolphins is they have got strength to schedule is uh, four running backs. Strength to schedule, uh, it's not amazing. It's a 12. But their strength to schedule for the passing game for both quarterback and wide receivers is very, very easy. Um, So I think there should be a lot of games where they're going to be able to put up some serious points. And then they're going to have to rely on the running game to wear out some clock. And I think Lamar Miller is just going to be a, a, a you know a total bat a back. We don't even know what's up with Daniel Thomas right now. I think he's just going to get a lot of carries.
1: Right, and the thing is that they they want to use him like Lashawn McCoy, and while he's put on the extra, he gained the strength and uh, and, and and size. He kept his speed, and so. You know, the coach Philbin said he goes, he looks good, he looks stronger than he's ever been. I don't think he's sacrificed any speed whatsoever. So now if you're gonna be smarter about how they used him, they were so dumb in the way that they ran him last year. They ran him on Daniel Thomas running routes. These inside runs that, you know, here's a guy. He needs to get you know more like pitches or like you know set to the outside. Put him in space. Let him use his speed. Get in one-on-one situations against a defender, and then be able to juke him and then, and then blow by him with the with the amazing speed that he has. They didn't put him in one situation like that last year, so now I think uh, he's going to have a much better opportunity in the way that they are scheming for him now. Hopefully, I think Philbin so far in what i've seen looks like an idiot and
0: yeah <laughs> well um, i am not that impressed with his coaching staff so we'll see what happens but well it's a talent, cha- it's a and- change
1: of coordinator and, and the big news here is that Noah Moreno is on the pup list so the guy that they signed all this stuff Miller is the de facto guy and when Moreno comes back Moreno's going to have to earn his way back on this team because he hasn't even practiced with this team totally Uh, All right, so that's pretty good. I mean, as far as other
0: things, we talked about strength of schedule. We know that uh, me, I'm super, super high on Mike Wallace this year. And I haven't if you know and listen, I'm not super high on him in season previous. I think it's gonna be big, big, big time. And we like and the, the development value of where you're getting drafted is pretty pretty awesome. And
1: we also like the development of Ryan Tannehill. And that's the whole Absolutely. thing about how you said we've said Wallace and Heaven have been working uh, a lot in the offseason together. I've
0: got Tannehill in my top ten ranked quarterbacks.
1: Top ten. That's
0: crazy. But he's I think he's a pretty good player. All right, Buffalo Bills. Um, obviously you can't talk about that team without talking about Sammy Watkins. You know the vines that you're seeing, and the little video snippets that you're seeing of this guy. Um, I mean, the plays you're hearing him making. He's just, he's just, like you said, you made his perfect thing. He can go up and get the ball for a guy that's only six one. But once he catches it, it's like the running back's got the ball in his hands. So once he,
1: his yak is going to be ridiculous. Yeah, that's the difference too. When you think about, you know, we've also mentioned the guy who he played with in college, Martavis Bryant. Who, when you look at their college stats, next, uh, their uh, sorry, their combine stats next to each other, they're basically identical, and very. And if anything, Brian's a little bit better in some of these things. You go, why is he so far off? Because it's that's it's, the difference. He's, he's, he's a wide receiver, ball. and Sammy Watkins is a is a football player. Yeah, and it's it's that mentality. He he has the speed, but when he gets the ball after he catches it, he puts two hands on it. And he's not afraid of contact. So, a guy who's a, you know the safeties and and, uh, and defensive backs out there, this is a guy that you're going to have to really tackle to bring down. You're not just going to shove the guy down to the ground. You try to shove him, you're gonna you're gonna he's gonna bounce off you and he's gonna keep going. When I
0: look at him, I look at a, a Roddy White with speed and more hops. You know, if, if Roddy White. So I, like Roddy...
1: I like my I like my beer with a little speed and a lot of hops.
0: <laughs> nice. Hunter S. Houdini. Um, <laughs> Fred Jackson got re signed. What is he, thirty three? 33. Thirty-three.
1: They extended it his contract was gonna end this year, is extended. All they said was beyond this season. Yeah. He's he's the kind of guy that's gonna be like a running backs coach. He's there. the kinda like, guy, yeah, he's gonna be the ambassador, he's the yeah. Scotty Pippen of that team. You know, he'll be uh, brought back around forever. Exactly. <laughs> kind of like Deuce McAllister down in uh there you go. down in the Saints. Except that Deuce only played for like five years.
0: Yeah, and I actually go down every year down in New Orleans, and whenever I'm walking down after a day of drinking on a, uh, on, on Bourbon Street and I see Deuce's restaurant, it says, Deuce's. It makes you want to take a deuce. So then I go and I deuce at Deuce's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andre Reed getting in, in, uh, introduced to yeah, in the Hall of Fame. Oh, wait, I gotta go
1: back to a deuce at Deuce's? Yeah. Oh, this place is a hole, Charlie.
0: <laughs> it pretty <laughs> much is. Oh, Deuce Yeah, I gotta take a Deuce I'll use that. that looks like they got nice bathrooms Um Reid Congrats That's awesome We've been talking about that For a few years He deserves it uh, But you hear some of the shit He's talking He was on a radio show This year Or this week And uh, I don't know If he was buzzed or what But he was talking shit On Bon Jovi Go ahead and hear <laughs> bon this Bon Jovi's thinking about Trying to put together A team uh, to buy the Bills, but it says he won't move them, but people are worried oh, they're going to move them to uh, New Jersey or maybe move them over also to Montreal or somewhere in... A
1: billion-dollar offer?
0: Yeah, they gave, like, a shitload of money. It's amazing. Jon Monjovi's worth, like, personally, worth, like, $450 million. And he's got he's Does he own
1: an arena team
0: Or something Yeah but I think He might have sold that Or he's out of that But um, so, so he's, he's been
1: involved to, In the in the football thing For a while He's been involved yeah, there In the Philadelphia He's a businessman He owned the Philadelphia Whatever that team was Yeah
0: so, but he's talking smack, uh, he was talking smack on him, Reed, like, fuck Bon, he said fuck Bon Jovi, and then, uh, <laughs> he's also talking smack on Johnny Manzel, talking about how he hasn't done shit, this guy's just, he's out partying, like, he's in trouble, so, Reed finally got entered in, and now he's turned into, Richard Sherman, the guy, he, he always could, thought he was much more of a quiet kind of guy, but now he's fired up, he's got his moment, he's, he's, he's being vocal.
1: Once you get that gold jacket? Yeah. You can talk. You, you can talk. Yeah. You can say whatever you want now because you're part of a club. And, and Those guys and defend he, each other. He was others.
0: this close to being able to talk on a different level. Once you get that ring and that championship, oh, you can talk a lot too, but four years in a row, just a bit outside. Just a bit just, outside. It's wide right.
1: <laughs> oh my God!
0: Uh, all right, uh, what else should we talk about on these guys? Watkins, man, Manuel, EJ Manuel. Well, I think again, there's, the, the progression's
1: great. This is the whole thing. He's he's getting better and better every every practice. And this is the problem now. It's like you think about. Let me just take a quick sidebar. On how how the NFL has changed, right? When we were kids, and like the Bears were practicing up in Platteville, and it was, all, there was a lot of teams that practiced in Wisconsin. It was known as the Cheese yeah. League up yeah. there. You had Because the, the Bears always matched up against uh, New Orleans and they'd scrimmage. And you'd always have these, like, you know, that was always the, the cool thing about training camps because now it's like they're only in uh, actually at their training camps for, what, like three weeks or so and then they actually go back to their, uh, like the Bears go back to Hallis Hall and they're out of their own team facilities. It used to be back in the day. It was like five or six weeks that these teams were yeah. up at their training camps and in the dorms doing these things, and then having the other teams come in on buses. It's like high school again, you know. It's like you're going into the. That all team's went territory. by the wayside
0: when they signed that new agreement. new CBA.
1: No one can hit each other anymore. So what I what I'm saying with that is I believe that sometimes it's harder to see the progression in these guys, and, and, you'll, and that's why you can see so much growth in a player from week one in the season to week six because. All that time that uh, that they normally would have had to hit each other and to, and to experience more game time uh, type stuff in, in uh, training camps and, and and stuff is gone.
0: Yeah, and
1: I I, I think
0: uh, I like what he's going to be able to do this year. Hopefully, he won't do a boneheaded slide like he did last year. Because if that hadn't happened, which was just a dumb play on his part, um, you know he would have had a lot more game time to be to, be, uh, to grow in his rookie season, but. Uh, he's got the body. He's got the smarts. It seems like he's got the work ethic, and uh, he is the he is one. Of the no, Jameis Winston, that's for sure. Uh, did you hear about the news today with him? No. I, I guess I guess he got like uh, arrested at gunpoint or something like a cu- few years
1: ago, 2012. Uh, yeah, all yeah. yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So it was
0: a few years ago, or there, like barely something, you know. Then he's stealing crabs. You know. This guy's
1: got. This, guy, this is not a good dude.
0: <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, all right, let's move on. Buffalo Bills to the New York Jets, another team in the AFC East. Um, you know, you're know, you telling me that Chris Ivory is going to be get the, getting the goal line carries. I think that's the biggest fear of any CJ1K uh, potential owner is if Chris Ivory is going to be a timeshare with him, then uh, Chris Johnson beware.
1: Well, this has been the whole thing all along. Chris Johnson has looked spectacular in camp, by the way. Busting out the big the big plays and things like that, but the problem is is that again when the coaches were asked um, about it, uh, and they he was here. What I mean, I'll pull the quote out here. Um, Don't pull it out. Not here. Not while we're on the air. If we were playing tomorrow, Chris <laughs> Ivory would be on the on the, on goal line. Obviously, uh, this is the uh, Lynn, the uh, running backs coach. Sometimes in those situations, you have an extra defender that can't that you can't block, and you need a back that can take him on, and. Chris Johnson, while he was used a lot in the, those goal line situations with Tennessee, he was not very good. Yeah, and he's no Jamal Charles. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, and I look at you. You look at the situation from a fantasy perspective. That that means that Chris Johnson, who was a guy in Tennessee getting six, seven touchdowns in the in the waning years, that means now maybe he's only going to get two. So you can have your eleven hundred yards if you get them, but if you only get two touchdowns and you're not busting the three long ones on the season for me of 60-plus um, and, and having five of 20-plus, of, of you're, not, you're not worth my yeah. fantasy value. I'd almost rather get a Chris Ivory, who I'm probably going to get, what, uh, ADP three, three rounds later, who might end up with the eight touchdowns on the season and only, maybe 900 yards or something, but yeah. score more points.
0: I like Chris Johnson probably more than most, but there is some sort of red flag that's, that's popping up for me uh, with the inept uh, aspects of how that offense has here's been the for the though. past few years, uh, and just the whole the whole thing. I'm not I'm not really feeling the Jets all that much. So when I, when that happens in preseasons
1: for me, I kind of just stay away. Here's your here's your silver lining if you're if you're a Johnson guy. Chris Ivory not has not made it through a whole season yet either. So you know, for what it is. He's the better runner because he runs so aggressively, but because he runs so aggressively, he oftentimes runs himself out of the out of the job and onto the infirmary. runs aggressively
0: into the infirmary. into
1: the infirmary. Yeah. All right, let's go to the NFC
0: South, um, and we'll start with Lovey Smith. Uh, we know that you got a great Lovey Smith impersonation from last week. Good job. Thank you. Um, but Tampa Bay Bucks, whenever Lovey Smith is going to be the run in the show, fantasy wise. I'm a little bit weary, but uh, I read this week, like, Eric Carabell did a little piece on guys, you know, on, on quarterbacks and whatnot, and he, I think he's got he's got McGowan in, like, his top ten. He, like, <laughs> thinks he's going to be, like, this awesome entity, and he could be, because he's got those weapons, you know? He's throwing to those twin towers, and... See, but there's more to it than that. Yeah, there's more
1: that. to it than that. I agree with you. There's coaching. Yeah. Coaching yeah. makes a big... There's more to it than that. ...difference. Yeah. Why is it that you see certain guys that just struggle everywhere, then they get with a certain coach, and all of a sudden things work? Uh,
0: it, <laughs> Maybe he goes to Lovey in that first meeting before they sign and be like, "Dude, I learned more last year with Tressman than I would learned in my previous eleven seasons in the league. I've seen what you've been able to do. Just kind of let me do this Tressman action, and you bring on this guy, and mm-hmm. I can I can be a
1: quarterbacks coach as
0: well." And and carry but on. I mean, They
1: you? can't do the trustman action because they don't know how to run the trustman action. They're trying to emulate, and and this is what happens. Okay, it's kind of like uh, it reminds me of when uh, how how the uh, major beer companies would uh, in the old days, and, and how they now craft beer is taken off. Right, so now they can't do it anymore, but they tried for the longest time to bury craft beers uh, uh, breweries dead. Yeah. So the way they would do it is. If you are coming to market with a type of beer, like I love these Imperial Stouts, so they see that these Imperial Stouts or a caffeinated beer is, is hitting the market, they would go out and they go, let's come out with our own and let's flood the market with like four different, five different kinds. Everyone's going to hate it. It won't matter, but then these people will never be able to sell their product.
0: Yep.
1: And they would kill the product, uh, you know, they call it a product killer. We're putting out product killers to stop these people from growing in this industry. Yep. That's kind of what happens when you copy... A really effective offense is that you're gonna you're gonna fail at it because it's not your offense. You're trying to do something that's not organic to you. Yep. Um, there's like- a reason why this guy is an amazing mind. There's a reason why he's done it in San Francisco, in Oakland, in Montreal, everywhere the guy has gone. In Chicago, it's been effective.
0: Yeah, and there's a reason why uh, Lovey. He's never been able to turn that corner. Even when he tried to bring in an innovative mind with uh, Mm Marts, he tried to play that trade. Okay, I'm awesome at defense. Let me bring in some kind of guy that's got this awesome, nifty, you know, hot shot. shot, uh, What is he awesome at? He's He's
1: awesome at defense. He's a defense. Tampa's defense is going to be
0: awesome. Players love playing for him,
1: but that doesn't mean their stats and fantasy points are um, just because they got a Mike Evans and a Vincent Jackson uh, and two big targets. Doesn't mean that all of a sudden Josh McCown is is gonna have the same success that he had with Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey. Mike
0: Evans to me is a guy that is gonna have that that, that. Fifty-three catches for seven hundred yards, kind of thing. But I think he'll be, yeah, d- be a good player. He'll He'll have
1: the best. He'll uh, have uh, the best rookie. You're stats. not.
0: You do not believe that anymore. I, I do. I start actually. to think. I I'm still do. Think you're still. You're starting to lean towards Cooks. Yeah.
1: No. 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 Cooks. We'll get to no. him. Oh, I, actually, I, we'll get to him right now. And I'll take. And I'll take Jordan Matthews over Cooks anyway.
0: Let's get to them right now. New Orleans Saints, they're in the NFC South. They are. Okay, so obviously we, uh, you did a news feed this week about Cooks. We've been talking about our bet for podcast after podcast. I had uh, one of our listeners, Eric Solero, um, he hit me up with a direct message uh, with, the, with a, a, sh- a thing about Cooks, and he did, they hit him on a, uh, on a, on a quick pass, uh, a flare pass uh, yesterday, and man, the video of him just saw him coming out of that defense like a bullet. He was a silver friggin' or a golden bullet. and Golden silver made, bullet? Silver bullet? No, golden. Because they're in the, they're oh, in the golden, the golden go. uniforms. Oh, okay, so I'm changing go. it up here. Uh, I'm making up my own my own war, werewolf uh, killers. And I just think, uh, I won't talk about him too much because I just already love him, but to see him with the ball, wearing his number 10, catching it, and flying down the sideline, and basically everyone's looking be like, Whoa. That dude's fast, um, and I guess just the rapport that's happening with Breeze, as I think would happen because he's just a great player, is, is is there. That's a tough cat. He was born in a pool of gasoline on a piece of rusty scrap metal. I've seen that cat jump through barbed wire into a vat of hot top. That cat <coughs> is indestructible.
1: <laughs> I hope so. I give you some love on the boy. I love it. I, love I hope he you, you know what? This, it's a bet that I would hope. I don't mind if I lose because I have him. I, yeah. I've drafted him in, in two leagues. I'm, I'm, no, you want to pay me that $50.
0: bucks? it will be. Because it means sweet. that I'll be
1: activating him and we'll I'll go be, out together. I'll be winning a championship. On, I'm going to be winning a championship. I'm
0: going to be going high on that guy. So, uh, anyone else to talk about in the Saints? I mean, one thing I'll, I'll mention quickly is that we'll talk later about with uh, uh, Kyle Rudolph. He got that contract extension. Jimmy Graham has got him pissed, dude. Rudolph basically just got $4 million less than Jimmy Graham got. All these other guys are signing contracts. They're like, and how are they getting contracts so close to Jimmy's money? It just Jimmy went way too early. Way too early. He should have gone, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to sit here. I'm sit with the franchise, the franchise tag. Let
1: a couple of these other guys sign their deals first and then go, you know what? I'm worth a lot more yeah. than a million dollars a year. More than uh, than, Kyle than Kyle Rudolph. Rudolph.
0: Yeah, if Kyle
1: of thirty catches that, of thirty catches for three hundred and some odd yards last year. It's unbelievable. So I got that in three games, bitch. Exactly. Pretty much.
0: <laughs> Two games in some sense. Breeze. uh Brees is looking uh, good as usual. He's coming in hot, and uh, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm super high on, it. I'm kind of trying to pay attention and see what's going on with. Uh, um, uh, Pierre, yeah. I think Pierre is a guy that he's going to be that. If I end up going high on wide receivers, Pierre Thomas is probably going to be that guy. that's
1: going to be my running back two, <laughs> definitely my running back three kind of guy on a lot of teams. He should be, and and he because he has the potential. And, and the thing is, it's a Sean Payton camp. This is a tightly run camp. They're only letting out information that they want to let out. So they're 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 very close to the best with things that they're doing. That's why it's it's a good news for Brandon Cooks. But he's pretty much the only. The uh, more, more changes on defense, I think, than you have on offense. The offense is—they is well,
0: got rid of Devery They got rid of uh, Lance Moore. Um, you know, there's there's some there's some. There's but some you had Kenny
1: Stills and, and these guys Stills. that were already there. So yeah. you still got Marquise Colston. Yeah. So it's really just about elevating Kenny Stills and and, and, and and putting in Brandon Cooks. I mean, other than that, that's the only change on offense. You're not You know, the one thing I position. think that
0: happens here with this team also, though. Is remember last year, Peyton was coming in after a year suspension. So I think that, the, that their training camp and their whole situation last year, it was a lot different than what it was going to be this year. They had a that, new that defensive coordinator a, last year. It, it took effect on them uh, for yeah, two I years. Th- I think it was a, it's a big thing. So I think the team's going to look a lot more this year um, like it did three years ago, four years ago. And at the end of the day, I mean, Drew Brees is what? He's had 5,000 yards in five seasons or four seasons? Oh, I think it's five seasons. I'll tell you here. Where a the, the next closest I think is one.
1: He's had five thousand yards. His last, it's three seasons in a row. But he's but, done yeah, it but four four, times. Out four
0: out of the last five.
1: No, four out of
0: the last six. Four yeah. out of the last six. Yeah. Okay, that's that's pretty insane. So if if, if things are if, if the what? whole family's back better and in the and last he's three still seasons
1: been... he's been his worst season was five thousand one hundred sixty-two. Unbelievable. I mean, He's a machine. He's ridiculous. And when you
0: look at his arm, it is just there's, it is okay. not a powerful arm. And here's
1: why I say, like and again, we always have this argument, where I have him is my number two. So let me just, I just want to roll you back through since 2008. 5,069 yards, 34 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, uh, completing 65% of his passes. The next season, uh, 4,388 4, yards with 34 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, a seventy-point-six percent completion. How many games percentage. did he play that year? Uh, Fifteen. Cut? Uh sixteen games. Uh, sixteen games in every other season. Four thousand six hundred twenty yards. Thirty-three touchdowns. Twenty-two interceptions. Sixty-eight percent completion percentage. Uh, 2011, 5,476 yards, 46 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, 71.2 completion percentage. Two years ago, 2012, 5,177, 43 touchdowns, 19 interceptions, 63% percentage. Oh, that was a no Sean Payton year. Sean Payton comes back, 5,162, 39 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. I mean, this is less than an interception a game for this guy. With sixty-eight point six percent completion percentage, this is the guy who has to look up above. You know, yeah. Too short to play, yet has a career sixty-five point nine percent completion percentage.
0: And let's remember that percentage is coming off of. Pro- he probably throws more than anybody else in the league. So and in it's New not Orleans, like it's not like when when you when you when you see those stats, usually it's because they're not
1: throwing all that often. Right. This guy throws more than anybody in in his eight years in New Orleans. His completion percentage sixty-seven point three percent. Jesus. Yeah, he's awesome. I love that. Touchdowns him. in New Orleans. Uh by the way, he's got 283 touchdowns to 124 interceptions.
0: Ugh. Better Stud. than 2 to 1. Yeah. Stud. Huh. And with ADP, he's basically going late first round uh, or in the second round these days. I I'm, I'm pretty sure he is. And, uh, you know, take those points. I can build a team around a, a Drew Brees. Sure can. Uh, especially this year even more than ever. I, I love him because I think Brandon Cooks is going to go pay dirt on a lot of, at least a handful of times, it's just going to really help you. And That's six years in a James row with at least good. 34
1: touchdowns. Yeah. With 33 nice. touchdowns. That's ridiculous. That's awesome.
0: Carolina Panthers, Cam Newton saw a cool thing the other day. He put uh, After practice, he, uh, there was a guy that was in a wheelchair who was, A big fan, and uh, he signed him him and put him around the kid's neck. Walked off with no shoes. I love that guy. You know, Cam's great leader. He's he's another guy that obviously they're gonna have to really hold back a lot because of uh, just the injury and and having uh, coming off of a surgery. So that doesn't help him in fantasy. But at the same time, I'm starting to realize that Cam is going to drop a lot, and I think that he's the kind of guy I would love to target as my QB two. Where if all of a sudden he starts game. Um, Game 1 And he's looking like The cam of old And uh, you know Something else is clicking Then this is another guy He always finishes Top 5 at QB No matter what Even when he starts out Terrible for the first Six games He somehow makes His way back Into top 5 QB I know you you, I don't think that can I don't like that happening It won't won't happen Just because But I like
1: him as a QB too If that does No no, I don't know What I'm saying is even you'd have to be in a league where everybody is really sophisticatedly smart in football to get him as a QB two. That would look at it and go understand the situation. If you're in normal leagues with guys who aren't paying attention that much yeah. and they're looking at stats yeah. of last year, or whatever, yeah. there's no way that Cam is slipping past the eighth or ninth quarterback taken off the board, even just because these guys, they're looking at it. They don't know. You know, he doesn't have he doesn't have the weapons, and his, his number has. one weapon Kelvin Benjamin got hurt. Yeah, uh, got a bone bruise, uh, which is holding him out. And again, when rookies miss camp, that's the worst thing in the world. Especially with the new CBA. Especially as you said. Unsavvy. This is a raw
0: rookie. No right. one needs more help on timing, route running, getting, getting the intricacies of the pro game versus uh, you know he played probably pretty sophisticated offense at Florida State, but. It's huge for Calvin to be missing this time,
1: and and, uh, and the other with problem. How much they need him. And the other problem is that you know even Cam's not even 100. percent So he he just needs to even get out on the practice field, but he he's not even getting a chance to really practice with Cam. And this is why Cam's also going to have a tough time this year. This is he doesn't have the time in in in, uh, in all this camp time and practice time right now because he's still dealing with his recovery to gel with his new receivers. So that's a lot of it's going to be it's going to be. This is going to be one of those ones where you remember how you know, we always would see the team that lost the Super Bowl, which is like not make the playoffs the next year? Yeah. They, they weren't there, but they won their division and got the bye. They, they're not making the playoffs this year. You don't think so? No. Well, thank God
0: their backup, Nate, the guy who's just warming up. Yeah. He might get his opportunity. He's only three, become, years, three years away <laughs> to become Cam's favorite, mom's favorite player. <laughs> um
1: uh, that's good stuff. All right, let's move on. No, no, no let's, let's talk about one other thing okay. that Carolina uh, did. Carolina, who has the trio of old running backs of Jonathan Stewart, D'Angelo Williams, and Mike Tolbert, um, drafted a running back in the sixth round out of Stanford, Tyler Gaffney, and Gaffney's got hurt, and so he's going to miss the, the season. This is at the point in time when they're not on a fifty-three man roster, not on a seventy-five man roster, whether at the ninety man roster, and they cut him. Uh, and hope that he was just going to clear waivers and then they would just re-pick him back up again. Well, kind of like I like to do, and screwed over Duck Butter. And I actually was hanging out with Duck Butter just uh, the other day. We've we made our amends. He, I asked if he hated me. He said no. So I said, okay, good. And then he uh, walked
0: away. And he goes, I hate uh, that guy. He whipped out the little the little uh, doll.
1: No, after I walked. Yeah, after exactly, exactly. Yeah, he he he. he, uh, he doll. As I away. Oh
0: my I smash your face into a into a jelly. <laughs> smash your face into a jelly. Into a jelly. I love it. Okay, I gotta watch the show.
1: So um, what happens? They 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 put him on waivers, and who is the who's the asshole in the room that plays the Houdini? No other than Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, who grabs uh, Gaffney off of waivers because they can never have too many running backs in their roster.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's a savvy move. I think uh, now can the, can the Patriots
1: stash him on the practice squad? Well, no, he's uh, he, they signed him right now, but he's he's injured. They can put him on IR. So, but he, they signed him, so they picked him up at his sixth round, whatever. They must have been
0: there. interested in him last year, but they uh, it just didn't work out. But it's funny, I agree with you. A team, no, no, like, not last year, he's a rookie. No, I know. Yeah, uh, before this year's, sorry, not last year, this year's NFL draft, they must. Well, have been it's interested also one him. of
1: those things that Bill Belichick is one of these savvy, savvy guys. He's just always watching the wire. You're gonna drop somebody, hey, if that's a talent out there, I'm gonna take it. If you're gonna, you think you're gonna be sneaky right now. You know, Well, everyone's got 90-man rosters You're trying to sneak a move through That's what happened And they're like, no I love it It's fucking hilarious uh,
0: Atlanta Falcons We've got uh, Julio Let's talk quickly about Julio um, He's he's practicing Today to First half yes. So Julio Foot uh, Screw back in his foot a Terrible Catastrophic injury They took um, You know, we talked about cartilage from his hip and did some sort of a head of the curve sur- uh, surgery for his foot. Hopefully that works out because, uh, damn, we love that guy. There's no one more fun and more electric to watch. But awesome, awesome news to have Julio Jones in camp, number 11, catching balls, running out there with the guys. It's a game-changer. we yep. got a really tough strength of schedule uh, for... QBs, they're actually ranked 28th. So Ryan in the passing attack has a tough time this year. Um, and then they're 24th for wide receivers. So but the good news is that Julio's back and
1: that Roddy's healthy.
0: And Roddy got signed. Roddy signed an extension. Yep. Um, so they give him a, a little bit more dough and are basically saying, hey, we want you to uh, retire a Falcon. And there was no way he was going anywhere. If I could paint a guy that's going to play with his team his whole career, uh, Roddy's going to be one of them. And, and I, I'm really bullish on Roddy and what he, what he can do this year. I think a lot of pe- people that you were talking about in the those smart versus non-smart and just stat kind of uh, leagues you're in, Roddy's going to slip in those leagues because his stats were down. But as we talked about in this podcast, the last five games of last year, he was top five wide receiver, doing his thing. Uh, and, and we know he started out real, real bad. I mean The first ten weeks was probably the worst of his career.
1: And then now let's let's go to the wow! I'm so surprised about this news. Steven Jackson has a hamstring injury, damn. And they say he'll be fine for for week one, but uh, he's not going to practice again. The through or they're going to hold him out now. Probably he's not going to play any of the preseason games. Uh, Remember, why did he miss time last year? Hamstring injury. So Damn. they drafted a running back and Devonta Freeman. Uh, he'll get an opportunity to, to see what he can do. But again, if you're trying to rely on a rookie back there um, who was not one of the top rookies that was taken, um, it's it becomes a little bit tougher. So um, and Freeman Freeman just as, as a, he was taken where, in the fourth round. Where's he from? Uh, he went to uh, Florida State. So I mean, come from a big program. But again, he just didn't do anything flashy. He's one of these guys. Um, that I, I, when I watched his tape, I wrote, he runs hard, not as fast on film as his combine time looked when you, when you watched him against college players. I said he can catch, but basically he's a one-cut runner with no dynamic moves. Hmm. So everything that I saw and for when I was writing about these guys, I meant I hated this guy. <laughs> 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 and I, I put him in the color that said, I will not draft you.
0: Well, you know another and reason I was get to get talk chance. strength the schedule. The hardest strength to schedule at the running position. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Atlantic Falcons have 32. Ooh. They have the hardest run schedule of any team this year. So, um, But it, it just it's not a good thing when a guy that you brought on is from a free agent who'd been an awesome player on a shitty team for years just can't seem to stay healthy and... It's gonna be a tough year for, for this team, I think. Um, I think Ryan will go pretty high. Uh, obviously, I like Julio, but at the same time, it looks like they're gonna not be able to put as many fantasy points as maybe they were, were previous years. Anyone that's thinking
1: about drafting Steven Jackson, uh, this is what you need to do with Steven Jackson. Just. you not the boss of me. Uh, I'm a campaign man. Uh, you're fired. You're fired.
0: <laughs> I'm a campaigner. You're fired. That guy's voice is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's move on to the AFC South. Uh, Tennessee Titans. Let's uh, just burn through them for a quick minute. You're hearing that they want McCluster to be more of a guy that's grabbing carries.
1: Uh, they want to use him. Yeah, they, they they see him as a guy that they can give the ball to. Now remember this guy. Let me let me let me pull up his pro football reference because it's uh, he hasn't had a carry really for. It's been a. He had it was, it was four years ago, all right, here, pull it up, that he had 116 carries. Four years ago. Um, and now you look at him, um, here, rushing. Yeah, three years ago, I'm sorry. He's had over the last two seasons a total of 20 rushes. You're going to try to. This is a three headed monster you got there. We all know I have the man crush on Bishop Sankey. I believe and I know that he'll be the guy that will be the every down guy for the most part, or be the majority back. When you're looking at percentage-wise, I'm going to tell you that Sean Green's going to get you maybe 25 to 30% of the touches they're going to give. If they're going to give McCluster touches, they're going to give him 10%. 60% of these touches need to go to Bishop Sankey. they got an easy strength to schedule. They're at 8. That's wonderful. That's and wonderful. You know, but, and, but here's the thing. I like what Dexter, Dexter McCluster was doing at the end of the year with um, uh, Kansas City, especially what he was doing in that, in that playoff game against Indianapolis. He was the one that was making all the plays. Point. And, he was, and it was on these... Perfect Alex Smith type plays, you know, little screen outs and things like that, get right. the guy in space, let him use his, 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 his shiftiness and his speed. That's why you use him. When you run him inside the tackles, I think you make him less effective as a receiver because now you're putting the hits on him and now all of a sudden he's got to recover from taking hits from linebackers where he should be just only taking hits from cornerbacks and safeties. Who are getting bigger and bigger themselves. Right, how big is Dexter McCluster? I'm sorry. A He's 5'9", 165. Yeah, Why are you going to give him carries? I think, it, could this be, as you guys like to call it, coach speak? It, it's going to be because it, uh, I'm going to guarantee you, Alden's going to take one hit. The first game, one linebacker at 265 pounds, Puts a lick on him, decretes his ass, and he, he ful- says
0: he fumbles and he gets he fumbles his lights and, knocked out, and, and,
1: and, he, and, he, and he doesn't come back in the rest of that game. And they go, the experiment's over. Yeah, you're a receiver. Yeah. We'll use you and we keep. Let's move you around. If you think you're going to give him five carries a game, because that's kind of what they're talking. about. They're talking like a hundred touches on the season. So maybe that's six, seven carries a game. That's that's or five, six carries. That's too much. Yeah. I think also maybe
0: they don't want to give Sankey. They don't want to put too much on on him because he's not he's not that big of a guy either. So while I do like his and what he's going to bring to the table, and he's probably he's probably like yours, the, my favorite rookie running back this year based on opportunity, talent, you know, all this great stuff. But by no means is this guy this guy hasn't seen what the the, the, the hitting car wrecks of the NFL are like at all. Um, True. Locker, I mean, but he's not 165 pounds though. I know, I know. Locker, <laughs> we got to see what this guy can do. It's your, it's your last shot at the title. You're a high draft pick. You you're a good player. You have got that good mobility, but
1: he everything really got. on this is always team always injury for him. Yeah,
0: this team, everything they're doing right now is hinging on this guy. I don't. Who's even their backup?
1: You Rusty Smith's
0: gone. Just <sighs> uh, Fitzpatrick's
1: gone. Who I don't even they, know. They don't even. there is it's turmoil. They're going to figure out what's going on at quarterback. They draft is Zach Mettenberger. I don't know that he's really going to be the answer either. He got cold. You hear about that story? Some guy at a
0: bar. Cold Z- cocked him? Yeah. Really? was at a bar. Some guy went up to him and goes, Roll Tide. Oh, yeah? Yeah, goes, Roll Tide. And he's like, said something. Someone off the side knocked him. Got him. So some Alabama putzes um, came and saw him out there. And uh, he got cold clocked. So this guy's... This guy's got. People like to mess with this guy, and he likes to mess with people. I don't. I don't. I don't see too
1: good of things going. Uh Yeah. You know. It's. But he's not the answer anyway. He, he's a deeper pick. He's a project. I think that they're. This is going to be one of those seasons where, the guy who is impressing in campus, Kendall Wright, the guy that we've been high on all yeah. off season. Go back. To our early super sleeper, uh, probably episode three or whatever it was. Show, you We've know, been high on him for two, three years. Show three or whatever of the offseason. We've been all over him. He's doing awesome, and he will be awesome. I have a feeling, that this team is going to be one of these teams that wins like four games this year. And what they're going to do is they're going to be setting themselves up to draft a quarterback next year high again and see what happens. Or you're gonna have, you know, because you're not. There's no free agents really to go out there that you're gonna get uh, in
0: this class. Suits power and numbers. There's 60 percent, 60 players. uh, The the top 60 players in fantasy football points come from essentially nine teams. The Titans will not be one of them. They will not. So don't don't put your uh, fantasy football fortunes all in on the Titans. I like some of their individual players. Sankey, I think, could be a great value. And, and Kendall Wright. And Kendall Wright. Those and two guys, other than that... Even, even, a, late, even a late pick for uh, Delaney Walker. He, yeah, yeah, no. Because he, yeah. he, 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 he's, he's going to go like gonna, 18th, gonna, 18th gonna,
1: tight end that's going to go off the and board. He
0: seems he wants to get a 1,000-yard season and build on last year. And I can see that happening. But this team will not be scoring all that many fantasy football points. But so, if you
1: are in PPR, you careful. had better be having your eyes on Kendall Wright. And wherever you have him, move him up five spots on your tiers. Agreed. All right, next team, Houston Texans. Uh, owner made a visit
0: to San Antonio. Uh, is that right? No, no, no. With Oakland. Oakland. You're, you're, no. He, I'm messing this up. The oh, guy yeah,
1: from yeah, Houston's yeah. like, what the hell? Okay. They're asking the guy in Houston, yeah. what the yeah. hell you think about uh, the Oakland Raiders potentially coming in to you know, Because they have the the triangle gotcha, in gotcha. Uh, basketball, but we don't yeah. have the triangle in football.
0: No, this is true. Good point. Uh, the so Texas they're thinking, triangle. The thing about maybe the owner because he can't get over well. The no, we'll talk about that in, okay, uh, okay. when we get to Oakland. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Andre Johnson reported is in camp. That uh, to speak of the Raiders. That uh, that uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna probably trade you over to the Raiders and
1: I'll be uh, in camp,
0: re- reunite you with. Uh, remember that guy you used to love, but last season you really hated him, Matt Schaub. Remember that game where he threw about the, that six games in a row or four games in a row, he threw pick sixes. I think we're gonna send you up there and with those guys. And uh, what do you think about that? Uh, I love Houston. What the <laughs> hell are you talking about? Who said I wanted to get traded? You guys. Ah, who's playing tricks? Somebody hacked my Twitter account. <laughs> he's there, Andre, which is awesome because the guy's a stud. He's a beast. And he's going to be getting balls from uh, Fitzgerald or Fitzpatrick, who I think is.
1: Fitzgerald or lock. Fitzpatrick? It yeah, doesn't matter. He's going to be
0: locking in, to, in on him, and it's a good time to have him thrown. Fitzpatrick hasn't had a weapon like Andre Johnson. No, before. He's
1: had, he's had, all he's had is a Stevie Johnson.
0: Yeah, Stevie Johnson. I'd rather have Andre. You would too. So good, and, even,
1: and even at 33 years old, I mean, and, and, and Fitzpatrick has said, I can see why this guy is such a good receiver. Anything else? Uh, Arian Foster is finally back on the pra- on the, on the field. Yeah, you know, it's always a little bit of something, but he's okay. He's fine. He's back out there. No worries. So today, at the, after practice,
0: he had uh, asked 11 questions. They said by the press and the media, and he answered the same question. Uh, the, the 11 different questions was the same answer. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. So I think we can move on. Texans, I think, again, for me, what I'm looking at in camp is how Aaron's looking. That's important because I do like him this year after a kind of down year last year. I'm also looking at how Fitzpatrick can run that team, but DeAndre Hopkins. I, I really, I really kind of like what I think he can be in, in – in, his nice. expectations guys. aren't enormous, but the value will be there where you get him. And this is a guy that was a first rounder at wide receiver last year, and actually had some had some really gleaming moments.
1: Wait for the preseason games. Yeah. watch what this guy does. He's, now, preseason game one, you're not going to get a good look. By preseason games two and three, he should be making some big plays. He seems like a guy that that cares and wants to be
0: in the NFL. So I think that's an important aspect to it. Let's go to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, bad news there. V- v- ba- well, bad news for Vic Ballard, but um, yeah. better news for people that have been high on Trent Richardson. So Ballard's done for the year. That's too bad. He's Again, wasn't a
1: non-contact drill for yeah, him. Yeah,
0: he's an injury bug guy. He just can't seem to stay healthy. So I don't know if we're going to be talking about him for very much longer. But Trent Richardson should. You know, last last week Charlie Don't Surf said he just didn't think that Trent was that smart. And maybe, uh, but liked him because thought that it was more of an offense and changing system kind of thing for him last year, and he wasn't able to run with his confidence because he didn't really know what he was doing. And I hope that's the case because I like Trent. I think he's a good dude. I think he's a good player, um, but he might just not have that kind of game that works at the NFL level. I know you feel that that's the case. My, but we'll know, at, we'll know a lot more about week six of true. this year. I go by the now. eye
1: test, though. I, the eye test is is, is the, the definer for me. And I've seen it with guys that you believed were great running backs. But you see when they get the ball, and it's from the moment that they get the handoff to how quick they hit the gap, how quick they get to the line, how quick they hit the hole, he never seems to hit it quick. It's always seeming like he's... He's approaching the line and he's kind of trying to, you know, either just run straight hard and he runs right into the back of an of of offensive lineman. Or he's trying to get shifty and he just gets really slow and goes side to side. And that is, leads to what he has, like I think, a career of 3.4 or 3.5 yards per carry. You've got to hit those gaps fast and you've got to get through that line to get to the next level. If you can't get to the next level, you're never going to be effective. And that's what I worry about with him. Agreed. But here's what works to his advantage, and I'll, I'll transition this to Andrew Luck, who I know that we have different but opinions. Also remember,
0: also, remember the ADP on, on Trent. He's
1: going, going low now.
0: He's going still almost too high, but it's a, a lot lower. Where a guy like him last year was a top five pick. Right. Um, now now he's he's a fifth round pick, you know? See, I, I still don't even like him
1: there. I, I wouldn't take him until seventh round. Uh, I'm, I'm, so I'm. I'm and he'll he's another one of my Gronkowski yeah. guys. Uh, I'm not jumping on that grenade. You could have that grenade. I'm uh, I will uh, I will wait. I don't think I'm I will uh, I will You look like a Holocaust victim in pageant makeup. I will <laughs> eat your babies, bitch. I'll <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> your babies? Eat your babies, bitch. <laughs> 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 Alright. Um, okay, so let's talk about luck. Let's talk about it. You
0: I'm a little nervous about him. Um, he's going real high. He's really, really, really going high, and I, I'm just right now. And I don't. I love him as a player. I think his his, his trajectory, and uh, you know, going into his third year here, I obviously he's a great number one overall pick. But I I feel like he might be a little overrated. I, you look at kind of his numbers, and you compare him up to the rest of the quarterbacks in the league, even the rest of the quarterbacks that were in that same draft with him, and. There's something that tells me that right now doesn't mean he's not going to grow out of it and doesn't mean that uh, there hasn't been a lot of kind of moving parts going on in Indianapolis. you got Chuck Strong was sick a couple of years ago, so Arian was his coach. Then last year you brought in this new running back that now you had to kind of feature and, and toy with because they made a big trade for him. Uh, I don't know. I just I'm, I, I think that Andrew luck, and I like him for fantasy the way you got him in mm-hmm. some of those dynasty leagues. Awesome. I mean great. But I think a lot of people will be taking Andrew Luck in like the third, fourth, fifth round this year. Um, he's going way ahead of Foles, you know, where I, I feel like... Right, that, I, listen, I agree. There's Foles, there's is, there's Foles is a, a better value.
1: Out. And now here's the thing. I he's think a little luck, overrated right I think now. Luck, No, I think Luck's a better quarterback. But I think that Foles is a much better fantasy value this year. And I agree with that. I agree with that. Now but here's what I love about Luck. Fantasy. And here's what I love <laughs> about Luck. This is the year I... I, and I'm, I as I've, you've mentioned, I have him in these, these practice squads. I'm activating him this year. So i waited his first two years out, third year. This should be the breakout year. Houdini hasn't been using his <coughs> activator
0: in like three years. So the permacurl and all the, the, nice little, the nice little curl that he had in his hair at one time is no longer there. So it's good to see you're using your activator again.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. So <laughs> the thing is, is that what you got, Hakeem Nix is there now which just gives them an extra weapon, that was Darius Hayward Bay. We can all agree that Hakeem Nicks is a major upgrade from Darius Hayward Bay. You have T.Y. Hilton, who emerged last year, who's only going to get better now. You also have Reggie Wayne, who was hurt last year and now comes back to the offense. And now you have Trent Richardson, who, as you say, if he can do anything, is now embedded in the offense for another year and uh, so there's more weapons. You also have Dwayne Allen that's going to be helpful That's going to be huge. There are these are so much huge also for the running game. I know, but it's so much big, it's so for Luck though too because he runs with the football too and he runs smart. But the difference is that Luck has really not ever taken the reins like like you know. He's only thrown I think it's the most 23 touchdowns uh, both years. I think yeah, 23 touchdowns he's thrown both seasons. Uh, what he does is it's more uh, with his running, you know, where he's rushed for uh, five and four touchdowns. So he, he gives you that aspect, and he's rushed for an average of uh, over, like, 315 yards a season. So he's giving you good production on the ground as well. But with the weapons that he has and if everyone's healthy, and he's a winner. He's won 11-5 both seasons. He's a winner. So you put that with his growth, and you see his progression, and you see his, his moxie and all, all, all the things around about him. And Pagano's a good coach. I like Pagano. Yep. And I like what they're doing there. And again, he's got the control of the dome, so he's going to be playing. He's also got the control playing against That's big. not a great uh, division That's with Houston big. and uh, uh, Jacksonville and Tennessee. So this is a guy who's got good games set up Has a
0: middle-of-the-road strength of schedule, but I agree. And I think the one thing that I love most about Luck, if there's any quarterback in the league that I think is going to play 16 games mm. for sure, it's him. If I was going to say, if I'm drafting my quarterback right now on one thing, and that is durability, I think Andrew Luck, to me, has a body that is, 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 is just not... He's not going to get... It's the brain, he, too, though. It yeah, it's and it's, to oh, for sure, for sure. But the strength and the brain... To me, he lasts 16 over any other quarterback, so that's the value there for me. But I think he's going high. You just see, and the, I know. a lot. There's well, people, a lot of people love him and want him to be the next. They're Marine projecting. They're projecting be, their, yeah, yes. They, they, the love and the desire for him to be the next Manning or, you know he's different than Brady because Brady came out of nowhere. So it's more of that's more of like a, a different story. But yeah. you know people are rooting for these number one picks every once in a while. So. Anything else to talk about um, with them? Okay. I don't what know was this. that? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so I'm editing that. <laughs> I, no, you I made didn't. it seem like you were like, yeah. You're I, like, used, to I it. thought it
1: was something. I have no idea what the hell that was. We
0: might not edit that if we don't edit know. it.
1: Let's let stay in there. We're the, gonna
0: keep it in there. It's, Every it's, once in a while, Houdini's computer has a mind of its own. It's kind of like that movie with uh, you know what it is. Magic.
1: It's, it's one of those things like you know I'm either like left on uh, something still like stuck on uh-huh. like a like a website and like some they have like a little box that pops up to play something. That's usually what it is. That's like black eyed up.
0: peas or something. Right. I, know, I, know, he, I know you have all their albums. I do, yes. yeah. You love that kind of music. Uh, uh, you're the best. All right, something. so we're, we're not editing that. I, I
1: I've, I've, had the, I've had the volume turned out. i got to turn it up. I don't even know if it's still on. Let's find out. No, I did good. Whatever it was, good? I turned up. So it was on the Lamar Miller page that I was on.
0: Lamar. They get, Black Eyed Peas were getting fired up on Lamar there for a minute. Come all out. right, Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll say this to start off. Say, it. I saw on TMZ the, uh, the the police dashboard arrest of uh, Justin Blackman. and when I heard the news that he had gotten arrested again for marijuana, you know, it's, it's it's disappointing because it just shows that the guy's probably not working as hard as he could be to get back into the league, and maybe has mailed it in and taken his guaranteed money, which he had plenty of it. Uh, and and he's just gonna mail it in. But the, on the dashboard, he got pulled over for doing a move that I told you before the show. Yeah. You're like, I just did that. <laughs> I, I over here. This, I do this move <laughs> three times a day if I'm driving around a lot. You drive around a lot more than I do, so it's probably. Well, more we
1: drive in, a city, in, in, Chicago, in the city in Chicago, where you get on on these streets that are, are one-lane streets, and you have any you, of you these stoplights that only go for like 15 seconds. They only get like seven cars through, and you want to go left. And you got a left signal, so you got a
0: dedicated left turn lane. And but there's a row of cars before that dedicated left turn off starts. How many times have you listeners just pulled out and gone on the left side of seven cars and snuck in? You know, sometimes you gotta drive fast. He didn't even have to do that. There were no cars coming in his direction. Went left, went up about three cars, was in the left lane thing now, the second car on a left lane turn. Went on a turn, and the front end on the other side of the street, the cop saw him and said, There, I don't know, I guess it was a woman. And he's like, That's one of my pet peeves. He literally, you got you the mic on this. That's one of my pet peeves when people do that move. Got pulled over for that. I literally do that once a day.
1: Why, why are you wearing those gloves? Fingerprints. You think I want some Jew lawyer crawling up my ass in six months? Uh, objection, extremely racist. <laughs>
0: It was just crazy that that guy saw it. Saw him pull pull over and come up to the left, then turned left, and the guy was right on him. Put on his lights, went left. I mean, it didn't help that he was driving a totally tinted out black 300 Chrysler. This this is the problem. I think. I think. Talk about the problem, because we agree here.
1: This is one of these things. If you are a high profile athlete, and I understand, you don't necessarily want to be seen, but when you Tint your windows like that.
0: Like, as dark as they can go. Probably illegal. It's illegal.
1: It's, illegal. it's, 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 it's So it's like, all you're doing is inviting trouble. And then you're going to be driving in that tinted out car that is that no matter where you drive, any cop that's anywhere near you sees you and goes, and they're gonna as soon as they see you, from the time that you're in their, in their frame of vision, their eyes are going to follow you until your car leaves their frame of vision. Absolutely. And you're smoking joints in the damn car. You're uh, better off having no tints on your window, smoking a joint, seeing people be like, "Hey, that's Justin Blum," and they're just waving to be like, yeah. "Hey, how you doing?" No one's gonna pull you over then.
0: You,
1: you said Go for, in the town, if you, don't if don't, you don't you drive to you a either. Honda
0: Accord untinted." You can. Alfred be,
1: Morris smokes weed yeah, every day yeah, in his a Mazda, a and six he, six, never, the he never the gets arrested. That guy is
0: popping his balls off in that thing. <laughs> Everyone looks and they're just like, oh, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, sorry. That was
1: perfect timing. Yeah. That's just, what you per-
0: perfect. Per- perfect timing, but players, if you like driving around and smoking, get yourself a non-distripped car and don't
1: tint it out. I like if you're talking about smoking and your face is turning so red you're actually <laughs> choking. I know. I thought, yeah, you I, had, I I I, I thought that was absolutely no. a perfect cough on you uh, no. for, uh, for talking I, about smoking. I told you if before, I, came out. Out, <laughs> I haven't been feeling great today. All right, well, you know.
0: Both me and Daisy are sick, but Daisy's being a good girl. She's being a sleepy girl. That's good to have. Good times. So I think... Let's talk about Cecil Shorts. (laughs) He's hurt. Yeah, uh, I was going to give him... No, no, no. No, no, it's too late. Okay. Cecil Shorts (laughs) is hurt. Uh, That obviously creates a lot of opportunity for these rookies that we already thought were going to be having a lot of opportunities. So Cecil Shorts is another guy that they got to
1: keep the white gloves and, and baby here. He won't play in any of the preseason games. They've already said that? Yeah, they're pretty much holding him out. Is that until, a hamstring? Yeah, they're going to hold him out until, uh, until week one. They won't, he'll be okay. But again, when you have these type of injuries, you're just not going to mess with it. But what it does is, I that's one of my pet peeves. Well, that guy has a pet peeve about pulling people over when they make that left turn. <laughs> my pet peeve is I hate having guys that have hamstring problems yeah. because all it does is reoccur, and it pops back up at some point in time in the season. Quadriceps the same way. Any, any, any of those, those those are the worst. Quads and hams, because they're always going to happen. I Because they're from your quick twitch moves and everything that you're doing and, and you're sprinting.
0: I pulled my quadriceps pretty badly playing uh, flag football probably in... Uh, it was probably about 95, 96 I'm telling you man When I'm stretching still Or when I'm playing hoop still Or when I'm running still I feel that pull Those things Once you get a severe pull Or some an injury like that This is a tough thing for your it's body mental. It's also mental. And, mental and mental That's the
1: whole thing You're afraid to push off With the, with the veracity that you would normally do it because you're worried that oh my God I'm gonna feel that, that that pop or that twinge again.
0: Those things, well, uh, the quadricep maybe more than the, I've never had any problems with my uh, my uh, my uh, hamstrings. But quadricep is more of a running full speed kind of thing. When you're really going, the slowing down of that is where you get worried. So right, so it's the speed upwards where you hurt the hamstrings, and it's on the slow down is where you hurt the quads. Totally, That's totally. It. Uh, all right, so Allen Robinson, I'm, I'm hearing that he's the guy right now that looks like he's more pro ready, bigger body. Not at the, the mm. knock on him a little bit was was being a little bit slower, uh, but he looks like he's catching everything for the Jags. He looks like a guy. I mean, let's be honest, Lee and, and, and Robinson are starting day one. Yeah. These, these are the guys, especially now with, with with shorts out, they are starting. Those are your starting wide receivers. Shorts is in there too, and that those guys will all be on the field plenty if Shorts is healthy. Tell you what, Ellen
1: problem. Robinson, though, he is a guy that I I look at him as he's he's pro ready, but he's not going to give you a lot more ceiling than what he's going to give you right now. So he's one of these rookies that can play, you know, uh, his first year, but he's not one of these guys that I'm, I don't, I just don't see him because long term, yeah, success. it's 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 a matter of of what he what he brings to the table. So he's 6'3", 220. He runs a 4.6. You're not, you know, 4.6 is slow in the NFL. But that doesn't matter. I know, No, time. no, 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 But you're not going to be a He's guy. A football player. You're not going to be a guy who's going to get 1,300, 1,400 yards when you run a 4.6. I don't disagree with that. So that's wasn't my he point. wasn't a guy
0: that they thought that last year if he'd come out, not in this draft, but in last year's draft that he'd come out, they thought he was a top 15 pick. He was more of like a guy that would have gotten picked where like an old L Beckham Jr. got picked. I don't know. I just think sometimes when we do the eye test. I think there's some of those guys, and Anquan Bolden was one of these guys a while Well, no,
1: Bolden had the speed. Bolden, but he wasn't. He wasn't his burner. On, well, he it, was it, not a four-six speed. He was four-four-four. it was four-five. No. was four-five something. Okay, it was closer he was four, to four-five. Four, 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 guys, I'll but have to look it up. I'll, do I'll,
0: it, do it, because I can talk about him right now. But what I'm saying is, I think that. He, there are football players, and, and I think that, again, like I talked on the podcast last week that Charlie did a great job of instilling in me is that game tape, watching these guys, and I think that there's these, these these Mike Mayock underwear Olympics kind of guys that are frigging off the charts, kind of like a Beckham who's already banged up and can light it up in the charts, but is he a football player? And I, I love the way that I think this Robinson guy is a football player. Wow. And,
1: Okay, now, he's not a fast guy. I was Bolden was slower. Yeah, he's Four not fast. seven two. No, but did, See, but Bolden was one of these guys. He he was a game breaker. He was, as rookie he was year. so fast when he was in fast pads. Best rookie season ever. It's so fat and he was so fast when he was in pads. You, you watched those early tape on him; it was ridiculous. It's like he was, he was a quarterback. He was a running back. He was a D guy.
0: He I saw pictures I, okay, actually I, of I, watched, say, I
1: watched like, Alan Robinson play it, Big Ten. Okay, I watched him. He, the thing that he had problem with was he got. Enough separation at college level, he's not going to get the separation. What he didn't do at the college level was ward off defenders very well. When he had a defender who got really close to him, they could they could take him off of the route, or they could or they could knock the ball out. You have to at this level. Now, I agree. That's why I'm saying I think he's more pro ready than Marquise Lee. But Marquise Lee's ceiling is a lot higher than what Allen Robinson's ceiling can ever be because Allen Robinson, Marquise Lee could be a 1,400 yard plus receiver. Second best L. season. In best yards. season's gonna really be.
0: He got the best season in yards ever in NCAA history.
1: league. I in My opinion. <laughs> and I hate I but in my opinion, I am In my opinion, he, L. Robinson's top season, top potential is eleven hundred yards. And I think, and I bet I, you, I, I don't, don't even think, I don't even think he even gets. I don't think he'll ever get a thousand yard season. To be honest,
0: I don't. I'm not going to agree or disagree with you. But what I do think is Allen Robinson's highest value is this year and next mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. So that that's what... That's what I, I, agree. I agree. I think if he's ever going to do it, it's going to yeah. be this year, and we'll find out. We could know by week 10 that this guy is, is it just doesn't have it. But... Uh, all right. Let's go on. Let's move on to the NFC North, Chicago Bears. And well, one question to go back to Robinson. Yeah. Now, what... And I don't want to put you on the spot unless you hopefully know off the top of your head, but you don't even need to look it up. But isn't Alshon Jeffrey not a speed demon? I mean, he's a little bigger than Robinson. He's more like the 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, but... Isn't Alshon a guy that we're high on? And we've seen him. He's a football player. When he keeps his weight down and works hard on his conditioning, he's a great player. But isn't this another guy that might be in that mold where, yeah, he doesn't have that speed for that separation. And I'm disheartened to hear that he's not able to use the body, which is obvious why Alshon's so great, is the way he, he's able to... Um, Alshon ran a 4-3-8. Jesus. So, so did what he? do you think? <laughs> okay, there you go. Not I Alshon. 4-3-8! I didn't
1: think. Three, eight. This dude was, and, and remember, that's crazy. This is when he was fat at South Carolina. Remember, he dropped like twenty pounds since he's gotten to the Bears. Wow, that's crazy. Wow,
0: Alshon. All right, well, let's talk about Al Alshon because we're going on the
1: NFC North and we're on the Chicago Bears. I, and, and I want to tell everyone, if, if, if this is Tuesday, and I don't know if you'll have tape on it, but Michael Irvin was in Chicago uh, at Bourbon A today at training camp. Uh, they were showing uh, he met. He was sitting with as. Brandon Marshall's calling them the Four Horsemen of Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey, Marquise Wilson, and Martellus Bennett. And uh, you could call it the Five Horsemen. They also said if you throw in Matt Forte. Uh, and just talking about like how good these guys are, and they're sitting there in front of the jugs machine while they're having this interview. And the jugs machine is the the baseball pitching machine that they throw the football through. It's not it's not a big tits getting thrown out of. You. That's after you if you complete <laughs> if the you, jug yeah, session yeah. you get to go to the behind reals, the curtain to the, the jugs. jug's room. <laughs> That's right. If you're lucky. Only if you did well. Um, and they're showing so they 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 Irvin's talking to them, you know, all the other all receiver type talk this that and the other thing. And then Alshon's up there and he goes, "Show them your tricks with the jug's machine." So they're just but like Brandon Marshall them. said that yeah, because you know, cause Michael Irvin's bringing out the point. Oh, you're amazing with the high pointing of the football and all that stuff. So you have to imagine and visualize this. Elshon Jeffery has him aim the judge machine till it's going to hit below his knees. He turns around so that he is now back-facing the machine that's throwing him the footballs. Standing he's,
0: like he's going to tie his laces or something. He's
1: leaning down with his head between his legs so he can see with his arms behind his legs... Uh, and he's catching every pass, at, below his knees, in between his calves, around his back, from his, from behind. So he's
0: looking through his legs and grabbing. It. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: And, gra- and he and, caught
0: everyone. How many did they show on the? It's film?
1: only four or five. He's like five, and maybe he dropped one, but otherwise he's catching every single one just just effortlessly, effortlessly.
0: And he looks skinny. Looks looks just. He
1: looks looks good. He looks real good, and then but it, it, it doesn't look skinny because Marquise Wilson looks skinny six really? 6'3", and then you see, like, wow, Alshon's a man now, and wow, this guy's got a little bit, you know, he needs more of that bulk up type thing. But then then Marshall did the same type of thing, so he was taking his hands and crossing them. So basically making, like... Uh, the, wrists,
0: the wrists are crossing each the other. The wrists are so.
1: crossing each other, so thumbs are touching each other, and then it catching the in that short side. pocket Then he was catching every single pass in that short little, this clapping sound pocket.
0: Sick. And then you said that uh I haven't seen Urban this tried it. Urban tried it, couldn't it? He couldn't
1: do it for like five until like the fifth or sixth attempt that he finally caught one that way. And he's like, I'm done. He's like, I'm done. done. Like, he was so happy that he caught me. He's yeah. like, I didn't care. And Urban has some of the best was like I, I, I didn't worry about, about catching the ball. I was catching things since I was born. I caught the doctor's hand when he tried to slap my ass. <laughs> He said, all I worried about was was getting open. I caught the crack (laughs) pipe when I was about to hit the concrete. Damn right! I didn't have another
0: one, and I was too wasted to drive to the head shop. We love you, everybody. You know what that means?
1: What's the time? Dapper time.
0: What's the time? Dapper time. (laughs) Uh, TiVo, here you come. Always sunny. All right, let's talk about uh, something else in there. Cutler. Marshall today said he thinks Cutler is going to be the MVP. No, no, no,
1: of, no, no, no. So go nuts. Irving goes, "What do you think about Cutler? He's going to be the offensive MVP. Offensive MVP. Oh, I'm sorry, league MVP." <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's, like,
0: that I, was that was dry. That's going around like crazy here in Chicago. Because and I don't know if, if Jay wants that kind of pressure, but in this situation, in this system with Tressman, with this talent, the, the Five horsemen. We'll call him a six horseman. There's there's more talent somewhere else out, out there on that team. Uh, with, with a coach like that, you're calling him... The, why horsemen. can't
1: Jay be one of the horsemen?
0: Yeah, fine. I mean, it, it, it's... Jay Cutler, we've been making up excuses for this guy since he got here. Doesn't have the talent. It's the same excuses that were made for him in Denver. We've got last year the talent. You played good at some moments, but you got hurt, and McCown came in and spanked you and made you look stupid. Actually, they had 10 plays more per game, the Bears, when McCown was playing quarterback than when Cutler was playing. I don't know if that's defensive. I don't know if that's uh, just ball control or whatnot, but that's a lot of plays over a season. That's 160 more plays during a season for a quarterback. So Cutler's got to play faster. Cutler's got to Use his technique, not throw off the back of his feet, not get that sulking, throwing interceptions and losing the game. Because, let's be honest, he's a cerebral guy that can get down in, in the dumps and it it, it it permeates everything around him. And when that happens with Cutler, which has been the M.O. of his career in the NFL, it is bad news for the rest of the team. So if he starts
1: doing this he's shit, But he hasn't, though, because this is, this is everything that you've heard now remember he drove it to training camp in a conversion van. a conversion van, okay He's, he's family man Cutler now. He, the, and, and as and Brandon Marshall say, right? he, he is the Chicago Bears. he's, he's on everything. He's, he is so the leader on offense. He is so the leader of this team now. He's embracing Trestman. him and trustman like are are in cahoots together. like they've hitched their wagon to him and he's hitched their wagon vice versa. Everything that's been happening, as far as what we have, what I've seen since Jay's been here in Chicago, this is different. He's more mature. He's 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 put out a little more weight too. He's he's, he's really kind of taken in the whole emphasis. Hopefully, of
0: a fit a, a
1: fitness, fitness. No, it is fitness, but it's he's but he's preparing himself to be the leader of a team. I think it's it's a maturity thing. That was always his problem. He was immature. But think about it because of why. He had never played for a winning organ, winning program. He went to Vanderbilt. It wasn't like he went to Alabama. It wasn't like he went to LSU. He didn't yeah. go to Ohio State. He went to Vanderbilt. You 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 go seven and five at Vanderbilt. You had a good year. You go eight eight and four. You had a great year.
0: Yeah.
1: You know. So you take that that he went to Denver and they were eight and eight. Remember even the year that he had that amazing season and and so he never was a winning quarterback. You have to learn to be a winner. I hope I hope he's learned. And, and he, I think he has. He, and I think. And the other thing is that they've changed his coordinator so much. Now he's second. Yeah, system, it's and big, and it's how much faith can you have when you when you see what Tressman does? It's like it just. You have to just embrace it as an offensive guy. He's seen it. He's seen a lot
0: of different guys. I agree. He has. Seen I'm all lights. in on color. I'm all in on color, and I, I think that he's a guy, He's not a guy that I want to be my QB one, but I think he's another guy that could no, be a QB two. that was great. And if he hits that ceiling and is the MVP type guy. I'm moving him. We all have him rated. I think like
1: around 11, 12. Yeah, yeah, much higher than we ever have. Right, it. but it is one of these things. Seven that higher than he ever, is I such remember. the guy that if I have like if I'm one of these guys who locks down a quarterback like one of the top three early, I wouldn't even mind just making that reach in the ninth round and say I'm just gonna grab Cutler because you want to know what if if he does what he does, I could trade that top guy, get everything in the world for it, and then I have this guy who's who's gonna give me all these points. And if he
0: doesn't, and you're all you gotta do is like. Brandon Marshall, you were on the downside of your bipolar bullshit when I was listening to you with that Michael Irvin crap. Um, I'm with you, buddy. Alright. Take great.
1: it, baby. Meet at later bar, night or day, sometime. Truly. Uh <laughs> Verde. Nice. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> there it
0: is! I'm actually drinking a little bit of wine, and Houdini drinks these imperial stouts, so there's not going to be much opening. And Bannock no, is, is not here; who's the guy usually running through the most soakers? So we're not going to hear—you're not going to hear Valverde's like you usually do, but we had to get one out
1: there. We did.
0: Um, Green Bay Packers. Jordy Nelson signs an extension. Damn, that guy's good. I think I have him in my tiers ranked right now. I think he's my seventh guy. I mean, Six maybe my sixth. Dogmatica's right there. We all love him.
1: Dogmatica's fourth, I think. Yeah, might
0: yeah. I think he's trying to make a point of that, but we all do that, so I'm not going to... I believe in this guy. You saw some of the catches he was making down the... I mean, basically, Aaron Rodgers, everyone talks about those majestic balls. He, he's just throwing it out of bounds, and Jordy Nelson's able to catch the ball. That guy's sick. Deserves every penny. Uh, best wide receiver in the league? Hands That's down? Best... White wide receiver. Oh, white wide receiver. Yeah, I'll give it to him. When was who was there a better wide receiver in the NFL since him? No one makes better
1: commercials than him. It's true. Especially for Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin. Travel Wisconsin. You know, those, those good and, those good uh Wizard of Oz esque That was awesome. Motifs. So Randall Cobb, you said, um, who's also looking for a contract extension, is willing to wait is what you're telling me.
0: He said they were basically this came out and they were like, Randall, you know, he's already making a bunch of money, what are you thinking? Perfect news to everyone's ears In the in, in, in Packardom Is I haven't done anything I haven't done enough to get a contract extension I'm, I'm not worth the contract extension And I love to hear that Because I think that's the kind of guy That's going to play for the contract right And that means great things When you got Aaron Rodgers And you're on the Packers And James Jones just left And now you're the number two guy We've talked about how it's kind of great To be the number four guy there But let's be honest Cobb's a beast. Yeah, I would love to have Cobb as my wide receiver three. Wide right,
1: receiver three? I go early on wide receivers. I mean, he's he's he was a, uh, I mean, he could be. He's not sure, wide. Like, anybody who for goes for a quarterback or running back, or either going to be their wide receiver one? I you know. Uh, I don't like that. I know, but that's the way it's going to be. I mean, this is the reality. You like you love Brandon Cook so much. This is the whole point. Is I watched the whole thing about does size matter? And it matters from the the early onset. Now, maybe I need to do the size matter from uh, ages, you know, uh, whatever season on. Because nowadays, not as much. And you can feel okay with a guy like him as your number one because he has the potential. He's going to put up... Fourteen hundred. You can put up fourteen hundred yards, you can, or twelve hundred yards, and run for two hundred yards, and have ten touchdowns.
0: Nah, he's legit. He's legit. Because of and Aaron Rodgers, his injury serious it. because he played on it last year, and it was just a hyperextension, so it was nothing catastrophic. But I mean, I'm that's the reason why I love Aaron Rodgers as my number two because there's so much happening to go around with Eddie. Leslie. Aaron Rodgers is your number two, Randall yeah. Cobb. Aaron. Yeah, I said Randall Cobb. You said Aaron Rodgers is your number two. Great. Yeah big
1: moth. We got big here. bugs flying around this place. <laughs> is there a window open around here? There must be. So let's, uh well, we're, we're talking about Wisconsin. So you guys, you ever eat cheese? Cheese is a funny thing. Cheese is a strange thing. I always wonder, like, where, what is cheese? Where does it go?
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's happening there? Is all of a sudden he just
1: <laughs> swallows t- a No, they're, they're trying to do, uh like, stand-up routines and, like, his is not... His isn't even that bad. Dee gets up there, and every time she gets nervous, she, like, dry heaves. Uh, and he's made fun of her. so she... Here, here. Here's Dee doing her her stand-up routine. Howdy, howdy, howdy. How's everybody doing tonight? So, you guys, what's the deal with those hands-free headsets that everybody's wearing in their ears, right? <laughs>
0: Just dry here. It's like,
1: hey, everybody, look at me. I'm one part robot and three parts asshole.
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean,
1: am I ready? <clears> That's <throat> great. Wow. Well, at least it was short and dry this time. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. I think we've got
0: enough. You uh, should talk about Lacey quickly. Yeah, so Lacey, here's lines. the
1: great thing. All the guys who have been high on Lacey, you have even more reason to be high. He is working on him his uh, abilities in the passing game. He's been catching a lot of passes. Aaron Rodgers is impressed. He, I think he caught 30-some-odd passes last year. Here's a guy that if he moves head up to 50... Because we know that when Aaron Rodgers comes back, they're not going to run the ball as much, and that was part of the problem. But if he's part of that receiving game, and you know what all the other weapons they have, he'll be open. All of you guys have been high
0: on marijuana. There's a lot more states every month that are allowing legalization of medical and regular marijuana. So you are happy you are high on marijuana. All right, good deal. Zach Abron or Eric Abron. We're going to Detroit, Detroit. Detroit. We're going yeah. go to Detroit Lions. Uh, you said that
1: Ebron's dropping a lot of passes. He's got a case of the dropsies. Oh, uh, this is not good, but at the same time, it's early. Um, I'd, you know the dropsies are never good, but he's got amazing talent. He's got a great quarterback with Matthew Stafford. You got weapons around you, so you're not having all the pressure on you. I think it's one of these things too where you're a high, you're the, you're the high, most hyped tight end coming out of the the draft. So. Yep. A lot of times you have all the, you're putting added pressure on yourself, and I think he just needs to settle in. The coaching staff is doing the right thing. I think I would have been more concerned if it was still Jim Schwartz who was the head coach, but with the calming influence of Jim Caldwell, I'm not as concerned about this at this point in time. I'll worry about it more if this is still happening by preseason games two and three. Some of the
0: stuff I've been reading about him, and you know, I probably dived too deep because I'm not super high on him this year, but. I worry if he's not serious about football a little bit and some of the actions I've heard of, uh, with him on, and what's going on, especially with drops. Has he been
1: hanging out with Johnny Manziel?
0: No, but it's more of a concentration thing. When it's drops, it's concentration. Right. And when you're, you are just got some money, you just got, you were a 12th overall pick, really high for a tight end. I mean, I, really high for a tight end. Um, I don't know I'm a little bit worried about him especially for this year long term maybe things could be great, but we've seen if he can't if he can't be a football player and, 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 and focus in, it could be a long season for him. So
1: that's kind of you, you said that Tate's looking nice. Tate yeah Tate's and, been uh, and Megatron's been very pleased with him. Look, Megatron's a guy who's been dying. Give me somebody on the other side of the field He'd to draw Wilson. any attention away, yeah. and I can do what I can do. And he's done amazing. Two years ago, nineteen hundred sixty-four yards, amazing, most now,
0: ever in the history of the league.
1: And he's still in his prime. This is this is like so he understands too. Like he wants two thousand yards. Yeah, and, and but he but he knows that you don't. There's a short window. The window is not another seven years. It's you know we're like two three years here of a window. Of Eliteness yep. And you need to In order for you to get to that elite level you got to have someone on the other side That's going to help to take the pressure off you No doubt
0: uh, Let's move on Let's go to the Minnesota Vikings They signed uh, Kyle Rudolph We sa- mentioned that contract earlier With the uh, the whole deal with uh, Graham And it's crazy that this guy Literally got like $4 million less <coughs> uh, Man That's man. crazy yeah, But sick. Rudolph's sick He's when he's in there and he's made some amazing plays and we know what, what can happen when you have got Norv Turner coming in the mix and it's gonna be a gonna be a lot of opportunities a lot of opportunities for this player and I think where he's going which is probably about five six seven tight end taken uh, great, great 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 value and I'd love to go into the season with him as my tight end one
1: I would. You know what? I would love it. I I like it. Um, I because I, lo- I look at because because I would rather not love love. I love it. <laughs> for example, yeah. I I'm in a situation. You know, I would rather be in a situation. If I'm I've, if I waited on tight end right, and I waited to like the ninth or tenth guy to take a tight end, and I get him, I'm ecstatic. I just don't want to reach for it. If I want to reach yeah, for a no. guy, I'm rather You're reaching, waiting. I'd rather reach for the Jordan Reed potential. I'd rather reach for guys that have proven that they get 15 Pitta. targets in a game, not 30 t- catches in a season. I'm
0: with you. Yeah, I'm, I, that, love, I love problem. him as a value pick. I'm going to take a Reed and or I a Pitta Norv Moore. Turner
1: is there. He is a tight end whisperer where, uh, and, a, and a running back whisperer. And part of what else Norv is implementing is Adrian Peterson, who uh, amazingly, he was a, a receiver. Early in his career, he was catching a lot of passes. Now all of a sudden, he's like doesn't hardly catch them. They are going to. They said we need to get Adrian more involved in the passing game. So um, that's
0: big. And you know why that helps the most if they're doing that is Kyle Rudolph. Because then if you're taking if you're getting passes out to your running back out of the backfield, that's got to have a linebacker on him. And then now that linebacker that just had to sweep out into the into the uh, flat to cover AP probably considered the best athlete and one of the best running backs of the last 20 years the position uh, that's huge because now you just put you put Rudolph across hit him plant him down in an open spot right where that linebacker just said to go worry about AP boom nail on the head and that's, and that's and the thing that the, the AP was saying this week with Norv Turner and just you know let's be honest Norv Turner didn't have this kind of talent at Cleveland. North Turner didn't have this kind of talent at, uh, San Diego. at San Diego. Right. He had this kind of talent in Dallas, but he was well, playing, no, he, was he, he had Ladainian Tomlinson. He they had talent, but I'd say this talent's
1: he had Ladainian Tomlinson in the
0: Yeah, I know, and he had Rivers. Right. It's close, but I would still take the talent he's got right now. But again,
1: he made that, not as much He talent, made, but he made, made that talent. talent though, because yeah. there wasn't people. He maximized who, that. People talent. didn't believe in that talent or whatever it was, you know. So you know. Yeah, so I, I I like that,
0: but it, the one thing that's huge that came out of AP uh, All Day's mouth today uh, earlier this week was the fact that we're not going to be predictable. We're not. And think about I, I've owned Adrian Peterson. It's been amazing the way it's been so predictable, but yet the guy can still knock off a 64 yard run. You know it's going to AP, and you're not worried about anything else. So, but yet he could still make these amazing no, plays he, in his
1: 2,000 yards. Barry Sanders now, now was it's back different. in the day, right? Because back in the day, yeah, it was, they're going to give the ball to Barry every time. That's all they got. That's what they've been with. They with Not no. usually it no. out. Right now you have Cordero Patterson. Now you have Greg Jennings. You have you have other guys out there that can help to defer uh, the attention away and to and to make it be a viable offense. Now, where are they in terms of the offenses of the NFC North? They're last. They have a lot of ground to make up. Um, so. Don't expect them to. Unless
0: Bridgewater is awesome. It's not, not
1: going to happen in first year. It's just, I'm sorry. It's know, just know. not. I don't know. You don't have that. And I, I, it's, I
0: don't think he's, they're going to have a He's not an Andrew
1: Luck. He's not an Andrew Luck who's going to come in and go 11-5 and five starting for the team. They're Because they're Andrew Luck got the start. They're saying it's, it's still Matt Castle's team right now. Know, so that's all you need to know. I
0: know. All right. Let's move on Moving to the AFC North. We're going to start with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we're going to talk about that Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders. Deal, which is pretty hilarious because after a guy that's underperformed at the wide receiver position like Emmanuel Sanders, who was drafted higher than Antonio Brown in the same draft, I remember Mel Kuyper, we talked about on this podcast many times, has said Emmanuel Sanders is the most NFL ready uh, wide receiver in this draft. He's been marginal, he's been slight, he's been easily taken down, he's dropped passes. You know, I've talked about it before. He, he lost me a week by being a puss, by not being able to run through an easy, easy tackle and score a touchdown a couple years ago. And what does he do? First opportunities in greener pastures. Fucks over one franchise. I'm spacing who it was. I think it might uh, Titans. Maybe he was gonna or no? Kansas City Chiefs was gonna sign with them, committed to them, and then all of a sudden Denver started calling. Took less money to go in less years to go to Denver because obviously it's a better time to replace Eric Decker and in, in his lost uh, touchdowns and catches. But he threw Ben Roethlisberger, his old quarterback, under the bus and said, you know, Peyton Manning's more a better leader. Peyton Manning's a harder worker. Peyton Manning's process and the, his attention to detail and commitment to the game is so much better than Ben's. And one thing I loved about all of this is the fact that uh, Emmanuel—I mean uh, Antonio Brown came in and said, dude, and they're buddies. He's like, Emmanuel's my guy, but you can't go and throw your quarterback under the bus. This is the guy that got you the ball. This is the guy that took care of you. This is the guy that was there and trying to, you know, it's just kind of well, like, funny. They, they, they
1: shot him down and he basically no, no, said. Here's a, here's a, this is great. I saw the live, the live uh, questioning of him. They, they showed on NFL Network. They go, uh, so did you talk to Emmanuel? <laughs> He's like, you know, let's move on. (laughs) And he's like, and then he said exactly what he said. You shouldn't throw your quarterback under the bus. You know, that's just not what you do. Did you talk to Emmanuel? He's like, next question. And did he say that what Emmanuel said was wrong? Yeah. No. So while Antonio is saying, hey, you don't throw your quarterback under the bus, he didn't really run to his quarterback's defense and say, Ben works, he didn't, he didn't say anything about how hard Ben works. He didn't say anything about Ben's a great quarterback. He didn't say any of that. Yep. So
0: And the thing you said earlier about Cutler, one of the quotes that I read from Marshall, was like, he's the first one here, he's right, the last one to leave. And that's that moniker and that kind of mantra that you hear, uh, ethos for any quarterback that's elite, is, is, is this guy the hardest working guy there. And in a lot of cases, a Brady. A Matt Ryan, a Cutler now I suppose, a, Bra- uh, a, a, a Manning. You know, probably like Lock- these guys are all just the dudes where it's like these other guys are coming in and working their balls off. You can't take anything. But this is the most important position in the most popular and league in the United States. And if you're gonna be awesome at it, listen, Johnny Manziel. Listen, you got to take your craft hyper seriously.
1: Frank, no one understands the subtleties of Charlie's retardation better than me. <laughs>
0: There you go. So there we go. there we have it. So let's um, let's talk about Baltimore. Well, let's talk about Dry. Uh, oh, Dre. Dr- is Dr- it Dry Dr- or Dr- Dry. Dr-
1: what is he? It's he's D R
0: I. I like. It's got to be Dree. Dree Dr- Archer. Dre Dr- Dr- Archer. Dry. Dree... Dr- Dr- I don't know. But what, what, are Dr- R- what are you hearing about him?
1: D-R-I. What are you hearing about him? And also, who's the other guy? Um, Martavis Bryant. Yeah. So here's the problem that they have right now: Dree, Dry. DRI, however you want to pronounce him he's a speedster. he has that potential to have that big pop now we mentioned earlier uh, about the speed of a John Brown. Well, the speed of a dry archer is just a little bit better four point two six this guy's a burner so four two six. six but only one hundred seventy three pounds again, one of these really slight guys so Is he going to be able to handle the rigors of it? But again, how they use him in the offense, Ben Roethlisberger did very well when he had Mike Wallace who was burning down the field and he has the ability to throw that cannon bomb. So that's where he's going to be able to possibly pop the top off the defense. But it still doesn't answer because that's only going to be a slot-type guy, third receiver on the team doesn't answer who's going to be the second receiver. That's the problem that Pittsburgh has right now. They don't have anybody that's really defined as the number two. Marcus Wheaton is the guy who's hanging on Antonio Brown for everything that he can do, following him everywhere he goes, asking him all kinds of questions, trying to become that guy. Martavis Bryant is the guy that came in as a rookie, uh, played with Sammy Watkins, has all the, the measurables and everything as well. It's going to be one of these things that... I'm. I worry about Ben Roethlisberger now. I kind of moving him down my chart a little bit, only because of the simple fact that I don't like the consistency of what they have outside of Antonio Brown. You have Emmanuel Sanders, who at least commanded some respect. None of the, Marcus Wheaton and Martavis What Bryant, about
0: Wheaton? You're not. You're not high on
1: Wheaton. He hasn't proven anything. So all I'm going to say is that no defense is going to respect him off the bat, and he's going to whoever that, whichever one of those two wins it. You better do something with it because you can't just be an average receiver there because you're not helping Antonio Brown out. Yeah. And with Dry Archer, who's also a rookie, who's a slight guy, that's 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 not a consistent threat that you have. Which is why we believe, I believe, that's why they brought in uh, the uh, uh, Le- uh, Le- Le Garrett Blunt to go along with uh, Le- Le'Veon Bell because they are going to go to a more real old school. Ground and pound type offense.
0: Yeah, that's another offense, another team that I could see myself not having too many players. Yeah, on. I agree. I wouldn't want to have the Steelers. Any more. Uh, they, they, while they could surprise and put up a lot of fantasy points this year, it would be a surprise. It, yeah, it would be a surprise, and I don't want to be stuck with two or three guys on my team that are just holding it up and and, and waiting for a big week against somebody. Uh, one thing I've on, noticed on the Steelers that's awesome is Mean Joe Green's Number number seventy five is going to be the second number ever retired. Only the
1: second number retired in the history of, of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
0: That's crazy. So the there...
1: Bears have the most numbers retired of any team, by the way. Do they? Yeah, <laughs> they're like running out of. Running out they of numbers. They can't. They can hardly retire anymore because you don't have enough numbers to give people on the field. <laughs> well, the other guy that uh, was was retired from the uh, the first the first guy,
0: first and only until uh, you know Joe Green here was Ernie Stot- Stotner. Bernie Stautner, number seventy. So it's crazy that with all those championships and guys like Swan, guys like Bradshaw, that there's never been,
1: and all the other guys that are on the steel curtain. Um, Lynn Swan, John Stallworth. I mean, it, yeah, um, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. And forget it. It's amazing. It's, it's, this. this would Tro- will Troy uh, Palamalu? How about uh, Jack Lambert? Uh, Lambert. You know, I mean, yeah. the, the, the
0: names go. They're ridiculous. They're ridiculous. So. That's that's pretty crazy, but congratulations to you, Mean Joe Green. Yeah, Mean Joe. Mean Joe. All right, let's go on to the Baltimore Ravens. Ray Rice, two games. Obviously, a lot of commotions happened in the media and whatnot, and for good reason. I know? agree. I, I think it's horseshit. It was. It was. They're defending you, their their call. You
1: smoke a joint, you lose four games. You knock your fiance girlfriend wife out. You get two, and in Josh Gordon and Blackman's case, you get seasons, right? You get well, but that's extra strikes. But I know, but but how in the world can you tell me that assault, physical assault, is worth less of a suspension than smoking marijuana, which is legal in two states, and medical marijuana is legal in like. Thirty states,
0: and in professional sports, the numbers of people that smoke marijuana—that that have been, you know, the polls that have been taken from players anonymously—it's something like sixty percent of professional athletes between basketball, and NFL are smoking marijuana. Um, it, it's pretty crazy. So that was a weird thing. I think Ray Rice is. Got it, you know. Well, because he's a considered a good, good guy, and he's been always with the that's same. That's the whole thing. That's the other thing. Too. And, and he married. He married her like a month this after a, he knocked her fault. out. They this were is, married. This is the
1: fault of Baltimore Ravens organization coming out and saying, you know, Ray's a good guy. This is a one time. No, say, you know what? We are not. We don't approve of what Ray did. This is unacceptable kind of behavior. You are—he is going to be—he is supposed to represent the Baltimore Ravens. This is not the type of person. Fuck, defending him! What are yeah. you doing? Yeah. You—you're defending a rapist. It's—it's—it's it's, it's the yeah. most asinine thing in the world. What the hell's going on? nothing. Doesn't
0: look like nothing, but for the record, I'm into it. It's really weird. Uh, they just. Did not look good in this thing. The same day no. that they came out with this announcement of two games, they did their uh, women's breast cancer yeah. logo oh. release. Oh, yeah. it, it just shows not being in touch or not caring. You know, It's a very manly uh, game and, and whatnot, but it just seemed like there was how much a lack that, of care. How much have about, they
1: advertised to women lately yeah. with... All the different things that they do. You know, it's it's dumb. It's just being stupid is really what it is. It's the league being dumb about how they think that this is yeah, going to be responded to received and responded to. Just like uh, the uh, Hollywood has taken grief. Did you hear about the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles grief that they no, got coming out? No. So the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles got the new movie coming out. Yep. They got this, uh, their big poster for the movie is all the turtles jumping off of a burning building as it's coming down. Release date, September 11th. Really? Did not one person in the damn industry go, September eleventh is our release date. Maybe we shouldn't put the the shot of them jumping out of a building that's burning in a high rise that's falling to the ground. Remember
0: Spider-Man 2, the big scene in their their initial ad and I think it was even the ad I think was even like I don't remember, but they the big scene where he had put a big web out and caught some people between the Trade Center. They had to like delay the movie, they got rid of it, it's like, come on. Know the history of what's going on. Understand your surroundings. That's pretty. Know specific. the release date. You know it. You're writing another 9/11. Let's throw. Is that Friday? Let's just put this one out on Wednesday.
1: Or oh, that's a Wednesday. Why don't, why don't we go with this out on next Wednesday? How about we go with a different visual? Yeah. How about you put Megan Fox with? with the turtles, one turtle stuck on his back while she's jerking him off or whatever. Whatever, you know, that's something else. that. the first time
0: I've ever been turned on by turtles. All you gotta do is throw, throw <laughs> Megan Fox in there. In there. I know. I won't be looking at the turtles, I swear. <laughs> I
1: think All I look right. like a whore. What was it? I think I look like a whore.
0: You do. Always, Megan, and that's why I like you. It's the same reason why I like Olivia Munn. You big whore. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. Stephen A. Smith has been suspended, and now Derek D-Rex Noonan has been suspended from this podcast for two weeks because he just called a gorgeous woman, a talented actress a whore. I'm sorry guys, I will not be on next week's podcast. I have suspended myself. God I love working for ourselves. I'm gonna oh, call yeah. I'm gonna call you D. Look at Sweet D sitting on her cloud of judgment, handing down life lessons to all the sinners. I'm a sinner, and you're sinning no, on yourself. There's no question. I'm a sinner. All right, I think that's enough with the Ravens. Stephen Smith got banned for his talks. I just think that was a bad play. They should have done. Yeah. They should have done four or six games. Didn't you thought it was six games? Remember six. We talk, six. We talked four and podcasts. Three so podcasts. what this you're means like six is games.
1: anyone that's putting any stock in Bernard Pierce, it's gone. It's gone because you know not enough to be able to jump up and say I'm gonna I'm gonna risk everything to draft him in the eighth ninth round. No, I, I'm I will. I'll yeah. wait till the eighth night's on, and I'll grab Ray Rice there.
0: Yeah, I liked um, Val Verde, to mention his name. I liked, Val I liked Verde. His, question, his question that uh, Morris Cody sent earlier about fantasy. <laughs> I, I, I did Val not. Verde. When I read that, I'm like, what in the hell is this
1: question? <laughs> he sent out a question about a trade advice with Bernard <laughs> Pierce. And all it said was, like, let me know what you think. and Bernard Pierce. What? I'm like, what do these numbers mean? I don't know what's going on. Take it. Take it. Take the deal. Sell. Sell.
0: Or, really what I wanted to do, I love you, Val Baraday, but I wanted to unsubscribe. (laughs) Oh, God, we love you, Val all right, Cleveland Browns, we're going to move on. Out drinking. Johnny
1: Football!
0: Johnny Football's not taking us... St- he said last week, I've made some mistakes, I've done this. You said... Who, who, who? Mike Evans,
1: his college yeah. teammate, goes, don't worry, when Johnny gets to camp, he's going to be focused on football, he'll be in bed, uh, first guy in bed by, by curfew, don't worry about it. He's caught up in himself, and it's a bummer, because I'm, I, 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 I'm... I'm glad I, I didn't I, draft him in my rookie drafts.
0: Yeah, I, I'm a little worried about him, I Think he's got the talent to do it, but I just don't think it's going to be this year. And you know, hopefully he can be a Jay Cutler and not be the next uh, Vince Young. You know?
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's the whole key, right? But he's
0: not. Basically, you were saying that first first day of training camp uh, earlier this week was that Monday or whatnot. He was out drinking that night in yeah. in the town. That-
1: in the in the in, in the uh, in, in where they're training camp, everyone's out. They see you. Yeah. It's not like you're hiding. There's only four bars usually or two bars in the entire towns of where these places are. <laughs> If that you know, there's it's, it's all motels, there's no hotels. Motel, hotel, Holiday Inn.
0: In. <laughs> I love it. Okay, good. I'm glad you knew that one. Oh, what is that, I, Chingy? That's this. Oh, that that's rappers' delight. Rappers' delight. What was the Chingy one? By the, mo,
1: by the uh, uh by the uh, the Sugar Hill Gang. Right? It, this is the first mo, rap damn. band. God, and it, the story it. of that, by the way. It, I was thinking it, it, Chingy. If you're a drunk, have <laughs> you ever watched Drunk History?
0: Chingy's gonna be the Johnny If Johnny Manziel could easily become Chingy, okay. If he doesn't stop, if he doesn't stop drinking, I don't start, know Chingy. Chingy's an old Atlanta rapper that had like one, a couple of good big big tracks, and then started drinking too much.
1: Well, but the Rappers delight is a great story. Drunk History—if you watch the, um, I know, I haven't seen it. Before. There was the episode that where they talk about Rappers Delight. I can't remember which city it was in. It was in Baltimore or something. And it was an a R&B woman who was like famous And she tried to get all these rappers to, to, to do their stuff And they, no one would go be like No, we ain't selling out, we're not doing that And so she made these guys Like, do you know anyone that can rap? And so it was like Hank and all these guys Got them together She like basically, like, like they wrote their stuff And it was like, made them famous And they, and they, and they set right. hip-hop on its, on its oh, way Oh yeah,
0: for sure That was right before Curtis Blow And the action. All and
1: right, My favorite song about the Sugar Hill game though is Da, 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 da. Tonto! jump on it. So, <laughs> keep us on it. Yeah. Jump on it. Yeah, 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 that's
0: a good one. That's a good one. I, I love that. It. I think that's a that's been a very very uh, uh, sampled, yes. sampled moment. Highly sampled. Tampa. Highly sampled. All right, I want you to talk about Josh Gordon and his, you know, his defense. Quickly, he's saying that
1: he's second. <laughs> this smoke. is the dumbest. The league's defense. already come
0: back and been like, it's your body. You got to do it.
1: Listen. That is, it's. This is the dumbest defense in the world. This is almost as bad as if the glove don't fit, you must quit. because the blood, the blood in the in the glove shrunk the glove and everything else. And the, but anyway, if 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 you're in the room and you smell the fume, you're going down. I couldn't make it rhyme at the end. No, it worked. It worked. Well, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. You know what I, he's got because of that. Oh, it didn't work. Didn't uh, that, work. No, no. There's a few of these that actually don't have uh, don't have something to them. All good. Well, well let's. So, talk. Here, here's what here's what he has. Are you dirty balls in my again? Dirty balls. Dirty
0: balls. <laughs> Terrence West. What if, uh, what's the quote that uh, you heard from the coach on on him and and how he's looking a lot better and a lot red, more ready to go in that uh, Cleveland offense than maybe people had uh, reckoned with. Especially when we know there's a guy like uh, you know Ben Tate, who's continually and regularly going to be banged up, going to be injured. Uh, what, what, what's to what's
1: expect so, for Terrence West? So t- Coach Patin said, I was a little shocked with Terrence today. Uh, I had to double check my roster to, uh, to card to make sure I was looking at the right number. He did some nice things in one-on-one period. Uh, and there's also a nice bonus when you have a running back that's just not one-dimensional. This is a guy... Who can do it all? He went to a small school, Towson State. He, you know, has you know, going to have to overcome the whole idea that it's small town, not big conference. He's a player; the dude can play. He's playing behind Ben Tate. Ben Tate has proven he gets hurt. So if there's a guarantee in this, the guarantee is, and what they're from everything that they're saying so far in camp, he's going to get a bunch of touches this season. Yeah. it's going to be uh, at least he'll he'll see at least a hundred touches right now. I'm gonna say it's gonna be closer to 200, or probably 180 to 170 to 190 to 200 by the time the season's done. And if Ben Tate
0: gets injured, or Ben Tate is the Ben Tate that he's been at many times throughout his NFL career, backing up uh, Arian for the Houston Texans previously. Then this guy, we've seen it. You showed, remember we were talking last week about how I showed you that Ellington tape. You showed me the tape on this guy in McKinnon. Yeah. And, wow. Yes. Go on YouTube and check out the college from Townsend State or whatever. Highlights on this guy. Good. Holy moly. Guacamole. Looking good. All right, let's go to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, you've got your old love love affair, Marvin Jones. You saw on the PUP. And uh, it, it looks like Sanu, a name that we were kind of Trying to fit in as the as the heir apparent to help, uh, you know, an AJ Green and the the the, the well the he used Jones, to be the number two yeah he used to be brought
1: in what what are you uh, what are you feeling about him so here's what I'm hearing about him right now and um, the situation is is that he's getting an opportunity again at the end of last season when you saw when Marvin Jones really made his ascension the situation was that Mohamed Sanu just seemed like he lost a step. He seemed to just be slower, not able to make any separation. Whatever it was, his game it, it seemed to go away. So this offseason, now that he's had the chance here in camp, um, he's actually taking uh, advantage of the opportunity. They're, they're once again using him in all different types of uh, in, in situations. They're, they're, you know, he's a guy that can throw the ball, he can run the ball, he can catch the ball. So you want to be able to use him as that X-factor type of receiver uh, or player, I should say. And, and that's really what Cincinnati is doing. And he's been good. Now, my whole question for him is, is really going to come down to, is he going to revert back to that player that he was at the uh, second half of last season where he doesn't get the separation from players? And if he is that type of guy, then all these great things that he's doing in camp, it doesn't really mean a whole bag of bones. And even though Marvin Jones is on the, uh, the pup list, I really don't see Marvin Jones's position as the number two receiver being in jeopardy. It's a matter of how effective is Sanu going to be, because if Sanu can be effective, it will eat into Marvin Jones' productivity. I'm not as much worried about A.J. Green's productivity. I think if Sanu is doing what he's doing right now and continues it, it affects Jones more. Why would they have
0: not have gone out? and gotten more talent for A.J. right now. And I think the answer is you know, one of the reasons they why... They solidified
1: we, the running game. Yeah,
0: it's one of the reasons why we're a little bit down on, on Dalton. And I am concerned about A.J. Green's uh, productivity because of just the
1: fact that they're going to go a lot less on the, the passing. Than I'm the not game. as worried because, again, he had a ton of targets last year but only had 98 catches. He didn't, he didn't convert as many as he should have. I think when you go into this solid running game and you're going to have a Giovanni Bernard and Jeremy Hill... Uh, Jeremy Hill is still he's, he's the number two running back right now. Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis is an afterthought at this point. Um, if you're going that route, those if they run effectively, it opens up bigger plays downfield. And it's going to be fine.
0: All right, I like it. Let's move to the NFC East and talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you know, Nick Foles is a stud, we know that. He's going to get tons of opportunities. There's not an offense in the league and that's going to have more is plays. And
1: fantastic. Yeah.
0: Nick Foles, I've, in in the mock draft that we did on um, uh, the show a few weeks ago, I think I got him in the fourth round. And I'm happy as hell with He Nick may Foles be the, the guy that round.
1: I would love to just target to be like, I want to try to get Nick Foles. Yeah. Can I get him in the fourth round? I want to wait and see if I can. Because if I can, that means that I'm going to draft stud uh either running back wide receiver or Jimmy Graham in the first round stud running back I'm tight, for you. you know and I would be set if I can on the paper court.
0: teams with Nick Foles that come in the fourth round looking are good. looking really fucking good really good the everything you hear out of the uh, out of camp uh, from the leaders of the team from the coaching staff from McCoy who's a, a very opinionated guy over the Course of the last year, as he should be. Everyone's saying, "Dude, this is his team. This guy is legit. This guy's ridiculous." Um, so I, I just, I just feel like Chip Kelly, Nick Foles, that offense, that talent. No matter how young it is, and he is, I'm rolling the dice on that. And he's gone. I think he's a top five guy f- for sure.
1: Yeah, and you look at the other things that people are saying. Oh, I'm targeting him,
0: like you said. Right. I'm targeting him as my quarterback in that fourth. And round. And
1: if you're doing that, that means that you're saying. Again, like where I'm putting Gronkowski on the do not uh, rent list, you're also putting Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and you're saying I'm going to let those guys take those high ends. I'm going to grab my Jimmy Graham. I'm going to get a Julio Jones to go with him, and I'm going to get I pretty a, much done uh, that all right. I'm going to get an Andre Ellington, and then I'm going to add a Nick Foles, and then I'm going to grab another running back after that. You know, uh, the looks. You know, we do the targets,
0: touches, and looks, um, and the looks that I think that uh, Foles will get this year just because of that system. Will be significantly more than other players. It'll be kind of like how three years ago Stafford, like you know, I had like 700
1: attempts, passing attempts. Let me give you the other talk of the camp. Yeah, the other talk of the camp is a rookie It's Jordan Matthews, and you know you have Deshaun Jackson who's left the team, and everyone's oh no, he loses Deshaun Jackson. Joe Kelly didn't give a goddamn rat's ass. They got they got Jeremy Macklin, but they signed him the one year contract. He's playing for his life. You got this rookie (laughs) who comes in, who they're going to put in the slot. And Jordan Matthews is a, a ridiculous receiver to put in the slot. Um, to give you an idea, let me—he uh, is six foot three, and he runs a, a four-four-six. So he's got good speed. You put him in a slot that size, oh, and he's good route runner, a, good
0: catcher. And he played a, four years in college. has 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 a good workout. I mean, he's got all these kind of—he's primed. Yeah, and all he does.
1: They went to the perfect situation. Here's, here's what, here's what uh, Chip Kelly has said about him. I see a guy that has a big, huge motor man. I see a guy that's going to bust his tail from the minute the ball snapped to the end of the play. He's going to finish every play. Actually, I'm sorry. This is Eagles corner, Kerry Williams said, um, uh, after the first team's uh, three scheduled practices. I see a guy that goes up to get the ball away from his body. All those intangible things that you can't coach. You see those things out of that guy. Him and third-round rookie uh, Josh uh, Huff, yeah. who I also like, uh, both have a tremendous job. Uh, have done a tremendous job for us. They're young guys, but they came in with a veteran mentality, making plays. And that's kind of what it is. It's you see how Chip Kelly's running things over there. It's workmanlike. It is all about business, and they are getting down to business. And here's a guy. Gee, I wonder why they got rid of the Sean. Right, and you look at it, and you look at a guy like Jordan Matthews comes in, who's nothing but about business. Yeah. And that'll get, you, that'll get you production. That's why I said, he may be the guy that if, I, if it's not Mike Evans, I can see it being Jordan Matthews. 6'3", though. Uh, strength in numbers. Height numbers. He looks like... Height in
0: numbers. He looks like... I, he looks <laughs> like, uh, I like it. He, he actually, to me, when I watched his, uh, his, his tape uh, on, on YouTube, and I didn't watch, obviously, many Vanderbilt games last, last year, the last few years, but he does kind of remind me a little bit of Jerry Rice. I don't think he's Jerry Rice worthy. He's not that good, but he looks his fluidity, the way he runs his routes, the way he sticks no one out, looked like Jerry Rice. Come the way on. he sticks out his hands and makes good catches along the sidelines. Instinctual. Be, he's got that fluid. It comes easy, and it's not that it comes easy. I think he's worked so yeah. hard that it's become easy. But it's, uh, it's, it's, and, it's, yeah. and, and, and he's a hard worker. He's fluid, and I, I love what I see there. This is a guy where you know. And again,
1: he's not coming from a winning program, He's on my team. He's a Vanderbilt guy, too. That's like Jay Jay Cutler. So he's not coming from a winning program, but going to a winning type guy. And again, I think the transition right now, especially for these first three, four, five years for Chip Kelly, while he's still close to his college connection, his ability to connect to these young guys. And know the talent. Yeah. But again, to be able to know how to deal with these younger guys and and to connect to them on a level to to get their trust, I think that's a big benefit. And that helps... Jordan Matthews.
0: Remember, Jason Avant is a really good wide receiver, but he's no longer on the team. So there's a lot, even more opportunities than just losing Deshaun Jackson. Riley Cooper. No one. I'm not too scared. I'm not too scared
1: about that guy. You cannot uh, uh, impress enough how much losing Jason Avant hurts this team. (laughs) I'm telling you. All
0: right, Cowboys. Hurts. Romo's being babied. Uh, They have back surgeries. They did not want to mess with this for good reason. If all of a sudden now, after we know that Olsen, uh, um, it, not Olsen, uh, uh, Orton, is retired. It's Whedon behind Whedon's back there. That whole thing, that whole stadium of 100,000 people is going to be half filled. I'm going to get you out of this. It's you and me against the world. I'm not going to let anything bad happen to you. I promise. I promise. And hey. I don't want to hit you, baby, so please don't make me, okay? You're my one and only. You got to do right
1: by me, okay? Okay? That's what Romo's saying. I don't want to hit you. I don't want to hit you, baby. I don't want to hit you, baby. Uh, come on, Romo. I don't want to hit you.
0: Just do right by me. I like Romo okay. much more than you guys, but if he's not <laughs> playing, it's not a good time. Uh, and, well, this I- team... This is the problem too. The
1: team's got a lot of red flags. The biggest red flag. Now, the good, the good news. They have built the offensive line to protect Romo, and they're. The problem though is that the strength of schedule is ridiculous. The worst. It's the worst. The Dallas Cowboys have the hardest strength of schedule at the quarterback position. You have no defense. You lost Demarcus Ware. You lost your middle linebacker and Sean Lee. You you don't have. You're not going to stop anybody. so You're going to have to beat guys on offense. Demarco but, Murray had a career year last year, and this, you need the, Demarco Murray to do it again. uh, Do you have faith in that? No, because Scott Linehan is the coach. And Scott Linehan, they need to run the ball to keep the other teams off the field. Scott Linehan passes the ball in his sleep. So for him to be able to... And it's one of those things that... He may want to, but his heart's going to just get him back there and Tony throwing the ball. and Tony's going to get hurt. And then you're going to get Brandon Wheaton, and Then everything's going to go to shit. Well, I think
0: you said something when we were talking about the show and what we wanted to talk about with this team before pressing record. Is that Scott Lennon saying, oh, yeah, we want to run the ball. We want to do this. We want to have a balance stack. But he's never done that. Never. So we just really don't know what's going to happen. The way this team works and the way Jerry can kind of steal thunder – uh, who was an, their head coach, Garrett, came as an offensive coordinator Now he's not able to call on his plays There's just a lot of question marks there Now the one question mark that's not happening And a guy that's kind of stepped up his game Become a leader He's still probably got a curfew But he's close to Dez. not having to have a babysitter Is Des Bryant And this guy's a man Let's right. be honest Looking at this guy and seeing him catch the ball this is if if we were gonna do our battle of the network stars or whatever. <laughs> You'll take I would, at wide receiver. I would take Des. I see it. I see it. I'll tell he, you this. He's so a bad me. man.
1: Here's what I'll tell you too about Des, which is benefiting and should be comforting and warming to the heart. If you draft him and Tony Romo goes down, like I think he's gonna do, and Dog thinks he's gonna do. I'm okay with it because Brandon Whedon proved he'll throw to the one yeah. guy, and that one guy's going to be the Dez. Lock in. Yeah, and you look at what he did for, with Josh Gordon last year, I'm not worrying about it. Des will get his opportunities, even if it's Brandon Whedon. I agree. But other, other than that, I'm staying away des
0: stud and I think is is gonna drop I think des was uh, I was taking Dez uh late first round high second round I know I was going higher than I'm yeah. uh, for, than anybody else I think this year Dez is the kind of guy that you can you can get early third round uh, and I wouldn't be too against having him late second but to be honest I probably wouldn't i am not as high on him this year because like we said with Romo quarterback they got the hardest schedule strength schedule third hardest schedule 30th hardest for wide receivers. I think Dez can overcome that as certain elite players can, but still, it's worrisome. We don't do that stat for nothing, so we abide by it. New Damn York right. Giants. Ugh, David Ugh. Wilson. Goddamn David
1: Wilson. Might be a donner. Might be he a donner. He suffered a burner, which is like a stinger. It's a neck stinger. This is a guy that had the neck injury. Um, it's all bad. So this is a situation where... Now they don't have and he was gonna be a major part because again they drafted Andre Williams, but Andre Williams is another Rashad Jennings. He's he's another big back. He doesn't give you the change of pace. So now they lost their change of pace back. They're gonna be out there looking for one. I don't know if they're gonna find one. I don't know what, you know, they're they're holding on hope that everything that he'll be able to come back, but how could you trust David Wilson now? You can't. Now on top of that, you got Odell Beckham Jr. who's been dealing with hamstring injuries. So here's a rookie that hasn't gotten onto the field either. So things are not really, as far as camp-wise, how are things gone there in, uh, in New York? I wouldn't say very well. And, and then you get, and then you get off Eli. Their
0: worst, their worst offensive yeah. fantasy performance since Eli got drafted last Eli, year. Eli who threw 18 touchdowns and 27 interceptions last <laughs> year.
1: Jesus! And, and, and Eli Manning. Who and people has,
0: call him elite because he's got two Super Bowl victories, which I guess I kind of understand.
1: Well, and what did Eli say he was going to do this year? What's his goal? Tell me. I will complete 70% of my passes. What was his previous high? Uh, well, forget about the previous high. Let me start with last year he was 575 percent. Right. the year before 59.9%. Like his career high 62.9%. You th- no, no, we, we, I read off Drew Bree's numbers earlier. yeah. in the, in the, in the uh, for those of you old folks out there, who remember the old uh, debate where the only thing the Democrats won was the vice presidential debate when it was um, um, Dukakis' vice presidential, uh, Benson, uh, against Dan Quayle. And Dan Quayle brought up John F. Kennedy, and and Benson's response was, I knew John F. Kennedy, or or, uh, uh, was the other Kennedy, right? It was... um, Bobby Robert. Kennedy. I think it's like, I knew Bobby Kennedy. You are no Bobby Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> like you talk about, like they talked about that one. Dan Quayle got yeah. smacked down in the vice presidential debate. Unfortunately, no one watches the vice presidential debate, and no one cares about vice presidents. And everyone already knew
0: Dan, Dan Quayle was a moron.
1: Right. Potato.
0: Potato. Was that him? Was that? Was that Bush? I don't remember. I try and forget all these idiots. Sorry. All right. Um, anyway, Eli. So, good luck with that. Good luck, New York Giants. I kind of like Jennings because I think that the value of how many carries it sounds like he's going to be the only. But I like him too. This I like this him team, too, team, like him too with Trubbs. his
1: value. He's he's not being drafted high. Yeah, Jennings, I like him a lot, but I think maybe that's all I like on this entire. Now, the team. other guy who I like is Ruben Randall now because all the things with Odell Beckham. This was a guy who was going to put pressure on him. Now this kind of solidifies Randall into his role, and I think he'll he'll excel. Giants have an easy
0: schedule. They have got for quarterbacks for Eli, they got the fourth easiest. For running backs, they got tied for the sixth easiest with the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Giants have the ninth easiest schedule for wide receivers. So schedule is is on their side, but we'll see. Growing pains might be uh, troublesome for fantasy points. Indeed. Washington Redskins, uh, RG three ready to explode. He's fired up. He's got. A, he, you know, he said this week. He's like, it's just nice to know you got. A, I got a coach that likes me and wants me to succeed and feels like I'm ready and puts me. And Gruden and him have that kind of perfect combination. symbiosis. symbiotic
1: relationship. Symbiotic
0: relationship that that is, is is exactly what a guy like RG3 needs. Let's be honest. RG3, if he's not feeling secure, he's kind of kind of. Is Turn on you, throw you under the bus. He's already done it. Is it just his first me though,
1: years, or whenever I see RG three in that in his uh, yellow ten practice jersey, like I just like I love the look of that guy. Like, no, that he's guy so just, sweet. That that like they should that should be their jersey. Is that that yellow jersey with the red numbers? That should be their damn jersey. I love it. know about the red. He's and so the, cool looking. The uh, armbands. Yeah, a, The
0: fluidness. his visor. I mean. Rg, I think he's the guy that as, as the season goes on and he is playing, he's, pre- he's gonna start skyrocketing.
1: And uh, he's gonna
0: guy start moving up. And I don't think his ADP. I think he's gonna be getting drafted ahead get, of holes. No. I will. I agree. I Him man. Luck. So yeah, the, he's a guy that over the next month, over the month right now, between now and when your drafts are happening and the start of the season, this is a guy Rg three that's gonna start eating up If he, up he makes higher and higher. one
1: big run in preseason, then it's one, up. yeah, what? One, one. One. 135 yard touchdown runner longer. It's well, over. ADP just bumps up. Second round, yeah. the early it went third round. 125%. No doubt. No doubt. Another guy that's interesting there is Alfred Morris, the guy who is kind of, everyone's, and I think is going to be a great value too because he's going to drop because everyone's going to go, oh, it's Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden throws the ball all the time. You know, and, and you look at uh, what Alfred Morris lost last year with all the touchdowns that he lost. They still ran the ball a lot with Cincinnati. The difference is, and they ran the ball inside the red zone. We saw Giovanni Bernard get touchdowns. We saw Ben Harvest Green Ellis get touchdowns. If they just give the touchdowns to Alfred Morris, he'll be fine.
0: Well, that's what you're talking about, Jay Gruden, which right. is great, but he was coaching a different team. Shanahan was playing that craziness where he's taking third does. RB3s, getting three touchdowns in a game, which is just. Cockamamie and ridiculous. I like he, does, he doesn't know how to play with the egos in a positive way. Shanahan's always w- was always, and he's. I read an article this week that says he's ready to get back into coaching. Stay out. Go to college or something. What you was know, his deal? Did he want to keep guys on edge? He, he, yeah, he wants competition. Yeah, but he wants. Yeah, I don't know. He wants people to know who's in control. His, he's in
1: control. He's in control. You can't feel comfortable. You got to perform to be anything. It, it, maybe it just
0: does It just doesn't work. Maybe he's a practice. He's maybe an, he's a he's practice
1: a, week guy. He's an old oh, school guy. You were no, banged up
0: this week. Okay, then you won't get touchdowns. And he's we, old school. He's an he's old, old
1: school. school and the game is the game has changed. And there's a reason why guys like Mike Dicka had their time, and it, and it passes them. There's a reason. It just it, it, it'll happen to everyone. I don't care how innovative you are. Unless you're Dick LeBeau, right? Dick LeBeau, yeah. who can still coach. But for this he's league. defense. Right. He's a defense coordinator. Mark defense is getting works up there in age. Old you know.
0: school. If you got but, the talent.
1: If you're, but if you're willing to innovate, as long as you're not right. willing to say this worked for me and I'm always going to go with it, yeah. you have to say like we do in fantasy when we talk about how we do our job. Be adaptive. The the game changes. Uh, everything changes about fantasy every year. We are staying with the changes. Who else
0: were we talking about earlier in the show? That's old school. Lovey Smith. Right. Old school on offenses. And schemes and and programs does not work for no. fantasy football. Zero. It Zero. does not. work. Nathan,
1: not on milch. None. Nothing. All right,
0: let's move on to Moving the ASC West. So let's close last this division. thing out because we're going to be three yeah. hours. We're, gonna, we're we're I think we're going to we're going to do less than that. We're going to be able. to... You all right, honey?
1: You got you being going over there. She's Daisy, gonna Daisy wants to come and say hello to me over here. Yeah, she's being a
0: sleepy girl. Uh, wake up and welcome to the party, pal. But last time she went over here, she barfed. So. We don't know what she's doing, but so she let me, his let me, Let's say this. Okay, so We're nice. almost done, sweetie. We'll say this.
1: It's a real beauty. Holy shit! You can talk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I would love to say that once today. She's like, "Dude, this podcast is three hours. You haven't fed me yet. I've been trying to sleep, trying to scratch my face, and you won't let me." Just talk, God damn it, Daisy. Uh, Alright, San Diego Chargers. This is a team that Houdini always complains about that he's not able to find any information
1: oh, on. They don't have enough... They only have like one newspaper in San Diego. It's like the San Diego UT. It's, and most
0: of the talk, talk there is about the Navy. Yeah. Yeah, always right. In the Navy, <laughs> San Diego. All right, Philip Rivers, I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of getting Hey, you're getting a warm a fuzzy. Little, I'm getting a little bit of, uh, of thoughts on what I'm reading and what I'm seeing and what I'm thinking about the fact that maybe I don't think he's going to repeat what he did last year by any means, but maybe that wasn't such a such a out of nowhere happening. I think he's been Rivers, a great to quarterback. Me, Rivers to me is a great quarterback, and again, it's a wa- QB two. Yeah. But man, that might be a great QB two to be picking
1: up in the 12th. Play. Now I worry that he's just not going to fall that far because of the season that he had yeah. last year. And, and it's one of those things that where you have to say, as, as a fantasy owner, I'll have to let him go then. I
0: agree, and I, I'm fully willing to do that. Though. I'm amazed but that I, that I, I think I'm he's going to be better than I thought,
1: of even just a few weeks ago. No doubt. I'll tell you, I just had a trade happen in one of my leagues, uh, keeper league. Ryan Matthews, who was in a, a, a tag status, okay, or a, a C contract. He's in his last year of a contract. A guy traded, and he was at $24. He, he offered it to the other guy. I want Ryan Matthews. I'll give you a $10 A contract Cordero Patterson. I just, and I, I said to my friend, I, when the trade went through, I said to my friend, I go, highway robbery. And he goes, Brent offered it to me. I go, oh, my God, still highway robbery. <laughs> I'm like. Jeez Holy hell Christ. And that was That was the guy Who I traded him Ryan Matthews And I was able to Turn that into uh, Into I mean, Brandon Cooks I mean If he's just, healthy
0: it, it, it's, it's gonna be okay but Unreal I, they, though They got the
1: 27th Hardest strength To schedule The uh, Chargers But share. He's a guy Who hasn't done it Consistently He did I'm it last year it they, you know, and and the pressure is going to be on them, and and there's and there's extra competition. It's not just Danny Wood. They brought in Donald Donald Brown for crying out loud. I agree, man. Yeah, I don't like. I it. agree. Uh, San Diego. I'm going to keep my eyes on them. Other than, other I than like Ladarius I, Green, now Ladarius Green is a guy. Tight end is deep. But if you are looking at your backup tight end, this is the guy you want because he can break big plays. Again, we talk about. Pop guys versus guys who are going to give you... He may give you all of his fantasy points in five games, Yeah. but if you start him in one of those five games, he's going to make a difference. Yep. I agree with that. We'll see. That's another guy to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, we'll see.
0: Chargers, uh, fantasy. It's a fantasy question mark. It, so. is. it is. Oakland Raiders, probably not very many question marks. The fact is, this is a team that unless you're doing Dynasty and get Carr, and Carr gets implemented and inserted
1: early in the season there's not much to run home about here you know it's one of those this is one of those teams that I agree this it's I think Carr will be inserted I think it'll be by like week seven or so week seven week eight and what me what that means is you should not invest in any of these uh, Oakland Raiders what you should do though is look to when he comes in. Look to be making moves beforehand. Like if if you know it's eminent that he'll be the starter, start trading for some of those wide receivers that people have and you can make an innocuous trader. Maybe they're gonna be on the waiver wire and you can pick him up, cause he will be a difference maker. I just have a I have a gut feeling in my uh, uh, that about, about him, Derek Carr. That everyone has just downvalued him because of David Carr. He's not David, he's Derek. Give yep. him his chance. Yep. And the guy that I think
0: I'll take a late round flyer on is Latavius Murray as we talked right, about. Right, again, because a great, got MJD who as I knew it was the case Was on the verge of retiring But was able to get one last contract We've seen this before I would not be surprised I would put 25% chance on it 25 which is high That MJD will be retired Before this season ends uh, I think he got a little bit of money. He's got an opportunity He's to do a lot of things. playing his hometown. Serious.
1: He's back,
0: you know, but I just could see it's like he was almost going to retire for a reason. I, yeah, He's banged and, and up. his
1: last two injuries, as I've mentioned in the previous podcast, happened in Oakland Coliseum in his hometown. <laughs> and Oakland cannot get a deal. They're the only team that plays and shares a fucking stadium with a goddamn baseball team still. Can't get a deal, so Mike. Well, the Niners
0: used to, but now they now they're, they have their own stadium. Oh, out. that's right, the Niners—they're out, the
1: bell. they're out. Yeah, you're right, you're right. And Candle, and Candlestick I used was their and, and, the but no, no, but and Candlestick was also their own because this Pac Bell had come out, so yeah, they didn't no, have the stupid baseball field in Candlestick yeah, at the out. end. But Oakland still does, and Oakland can't get a deal from the the city. So Mike Davis, the owner, was down for something in San Antonio with. with that he was there for like uh, to support someone, and the guy goes, "Well, you might as well meet with the city officials here. Yeah. They would love to have a football team." And so now there's all this talk. All right, Oakland will move their uh, franchise to San Antonio potentially, and we could have the Texas Triangle in uh, football as well as basketball. And there's a
0: movement happening with guys, obviously like Magic Johnson, where every sporting thing that happens in LA goes through him. LA is does not have an NFL team. I love the Raiders played there once. Marcus uh, Allen said a couple weeks ago, he's like, you know, if we hadn't played in the Coliseum, this huge, just juggernaut of a stadium,
1: it would have worked there. It was outside of the city. So wait, wait, wait. Why didn't work? Why didn't it work for the Rams then? They didn't play in the Coliseum. I don't know. Where did they play? Didn't they play somewhere else? I don't know. They both even question. both played in the college. I don't game. know. That's a good question. I don't think they did. You're I think right. They
0: played somewhere else. So. But he's saying, you got to build it. And they're only going right it. I
1: love LA. You love it. But, but we don't love football. Yeah, but we don't we love We only football. love basketball. <laughs> yeah. Because we can only fit 10, 20,000 people when we have 14 million that live in the, in the area. Sprawling city. Sprawling city. Non-sport town. Non-sport town. Agreed. All right, uh, moving on. All right,
0: we're moving on. Alex Smith of the Kansas City Chiefs supposedly is frustrating the defense of the Chiefs in their preseason because he's, he's frustrating them in a positive way for himself, but he's basically doing Alex Smith. He's so worried about th- ball control and throwing a pick or making a mistake or trying to thread something that he just doesn't do anything aggressive. And the long and short of that is just you're going to get what you get out of him. We know it's his second year with Andy Reid, Second year of him being the, the leader. He's trying. He's calling himself a top 5, top 10 quarterback. He wants a big contract. Hopefully he'll be a little more aggressive. But we've been talking about for three years in the show, Houdini. He is a check down master. He's, this guy's never taken a chance on shit. Check
1: down Charlie was his name Charlie says Throw the ball to Jamal (laughs) Charlie says Don't throw it to (laughs) Dwayne Charlie says I'll check down to Kelsey this year (laughs) Charlie says I'll never
0: throw downfield I can't believe you remembered it Oh my God! People that are listening to the podcast that listen to that show, like, how did we just thought Houdini was drunk,
1: and this came out of nowhere? <laughs> how did he remember the song? Because it's all about for me. It's the Good and Plenty song. It, is it, it is, is. it is. The fact
0: is, I want. I want. I think this Chiefs is another team. I'll take Jamal, but he's a top five pick. He's gonna right. go and I, 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 abandon I mean, ship I, after that. I'm, if I have the fourth pick, I'm more likely to pick a Calvin Johnson or. Jimmy Graham, Vanna Jamal, no, just right no, now. Me, I okay,
1: give. I know his trend schedule gets a lot harder, but here's why you don't. 19 rushing touchdowns last year. It's Andy Reid. He will give him the ball in the red zone. Those touchdowns are so important. So for that reason and that reason alone, I know the yards are not going to be there, but he's a dual threat. And the checkdowns, he's gonna, if you're in a PPR league, you have to take him. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried. But the, touchdowns, agree, agree. the touchdowns. The touchdowns, because let's say it's gonna go drop. He's still gonna give you twelve. My last image of him touchdowns. that game you talking
0: about with McCluster. Yeah. My last vision of him is that hit that I thought was gonna happen earlier in the season and him going down. All right. Um, there's really not second year Andy Reid. There's really nothing else to talk about the Chiefs. Let's get into the Broncos and we can kind of yeah. What's there to say about the Broncos? Paid Manning. What's there to say about the Broncos? Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, I wish I could go back in time and do the right thing. You know, like be there for him. No, get her an abortion. I love when I crack you're, you up. You're I, love when I crack you You're up. not going to be on next
0: week's podcast I either. I you're know. being insin- you know, insincere to women as well. <laughs> Guys, we're we're canceling the Pyro Podcast for the next two weeks. Let's, it's okay. going to be only Dog
1: Manica alone. And, and here's yeah. why. And hey man, what did I tell you about bringing that chainsaw? Hey, you want to take a picture with it? No, we're on an invest. Do you have a camera? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely,
0: that.
1: We're by we're by the whims of our of our nature, you know. Just just tell me what you. Oh, okay, I'll do that. I like it. I like. Oh, you got Okay. Well, here's what here's all we'll say. You you said it before the
0: show. It was perfect. We're gonna shut. We're gonna do the Broncos in one minute. They stuck with their running backs. Balls it. Yeah. Hillman is gonna be an a, you know offset a speed back to to change, change compliment. Of pace. compliment compliment change the pace back. Then they got uh, who's, who's their third guy? C.J. C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson. Come on, he's not doing crap. Ball is going to be a legit pick uh, on a great high-scoring team. They're all in on him. Demarius Thomas. Good news. Had some issues with the family. He's back. He's playing. He's he, he's it. He's at practice. He's he's with them. Demarius is a friggin' beast. Stunned. Is, is he your number two, or I, I moved him up in my version three? He's my number two in tier one. You,
1: with, you know what? I'm I'm, Cal- a, I'm I'm getting concerned now with this Julio Jones and the, the foot yeah. potential. That God, but the thing is, it's, I just love Julio so much that it's like I can't let my heart. No, Julio is still my number two. I can't okay. do it. Can't so do you it. are letting your heart. I, am, I yes, have, I have.
0: I've gone I've, I've squashed I got a feeling I've said though. Peyton Manning I've gone Peyton Manning I've gone strength schedule and I've said you know what Demarius
1: is a friggin machine I mean, You know what's so amazing too when we did our mock draft the team no, that I loved no the most was the team that I drafted Marshall and Demarius That's a sick team The first two picks oh. And I had RG3 as my quarterback I like that team, and I'm not sure. That it. was a good one. Peyton Manning doing that little dance this week was uh, the good old Rocky Top, Rocky Top Tennessee. I am so white. <laughs> I dance like a country boy. Cause oh, that's that? Uh, I just pulled my am. neck.
0: My career's over.
1: <laughs> all right, I
0: think that's enough to talk about the Broncos. Uh, fantasy football, fire. Pyro Podcast, this episode is coming to a close. As usual, throwing out tons of fantasy football goo. I'll close this out with something we haven't done much on this show, and that's doing a, uh, a little bit of a Pyro promo. Version 3 of our draft kit should be coming out probably tomorrow. I thought it was going to come out today, but it's just a lot of ins and outs and a lot of detailed stuff, even moving the simplest thing. Uh, but version 3 of our draft kit coming out Real soon. Next day or two. Pick it up. If you haven't picked it up, do so now. If you already have, you'll get it automatically sent to you. If you haven't gotten it automatically sent to you soon, send me an email and uh, I'll make sure I send you a direct email on it. Charlie, you got a lot of balls stealing my money. This shows leadership. I am promoting you to management. (laughs) Thanks for stealing. I love those kind of shows where it's like, Nobody's ever shit on my table. <laughs> I've never seen it in all 35 years that shows initiative and it shows the kind of leadership and uh, I love those kind of moments. Anyway, had enough. I can't believe it. Me and Houdini. I thought this this podcast would be an hour under, and a half. I said under two hours, and we're inching up on three hours. We just can't. We can't stop. We can't get enough. We talked about all 32 teams We talked about training camp We talked about all this great stuff We give
1: you everything you want uh,
0: And we're ready to close this thing out Houdini, always awesome to be and, uh, doing this shite with you And, what's and the listeners, song closing? we appreciate, we appreciate uh, Pumpkin Pumpkin, okay And this is going to be tricky closing out A remix style of a Smashing Pumpkins track Shy town Let's do this Houdini, love you We love you guys Later Ding can kick a little ass,
1: gonna kick some ass in the USA, gonna climb a mountain, gonna sew a flag, gonna fly on an eagle, I'm gonna kick some butt, I'm gonna drive big truck, I'm gonna rule world, I'm gonna kick some ass, I'm gonna rise, I'm gonna kick a little ass,